saw in the bathroom stall was there when she took them off. Welcome to Trill Literate. I, oh. <laughs> I am Sunny D. And I'm Petty Manis. Hey, Petty. Hey, what's up? This is Mo Juicy. <laughs> what up, Mo Juicy? <laughs> Hello. And this is Trill Literate, as always. Yes. Don't forget. In the words of Petty, your weekly roundup <laughs> of, of black, black bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you're her right. She didn't get sealed and shape, but uh, all uh, the above. All um, of the above. We are joined Mark by Mo Juicy. More Hailing all the way from the Boogie Down Bronx. Uh, no. Ooh, Ooh, wrong. Where? The Boogie Down Bronx. No, not quite. Queens, Queens, New York. Um, excuse me. Excuse <laughs> me. Sorry. Get it right. Because, you know, New Yorkers get very tense they about do. where they're it's from. It's a big city. Uh, it's a big, it's a big, New York is a big place. Yeah. I, Hello. Thank you for joining us. Oh. Of course, I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. We really appreciate it. It's been 17 weeks, is it? Yes. And this mic still smells. <laughs> we have switched rooms twice. Later, and, and this the mic, mic still is not nice. Smells. Welcome to episode 17. <laughs> Dude, 17. I remember when y'all yeah. first started. This is 17. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was back when I was here in September. Oh my God. Yeah, it was. Right. That was right yeah. around it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And we're still. Yeah. <laughs> no emails, at least none that I've checked that tell us that y'all black asses have been kicked off. <laughs> so I guess we're like See y'all later. Doing Don't it. come. Um, it's weird that this is open. I know the I we usually have like curtains up that block us from like the outside world and like they're down. So I just feel very exposed. I feel naked. <laughs> oh my god. I feel naked um, like D'Angelo in that video. <laughs> okay. How does it feel? I don't know the words to that song. That's all anyone, I, I think oh, that's okay. all he sings. <laughs> Anybody know the words to that song? Do you know the words to that song? I, he, I might know the words to that just, song. We watched it at your house. We were all right. like, we were all like oh, uh, uh, right. look at that skin. <laughs> <laughs> look at that, that body glistening. Okay, go ahead. So <laughs> um, we are here for the most part to talk about being brown and being creative because Ooh, we're brown and creative. Muhammad is not black. I mean, excuse me, whoops. Mo Juicy is not black. Mm-hmm. How do you identify? Brown is cool as a queer person of color. Okay. Cool, cool. Go for, yeah. this is a so POC. Very face. cute. <laughs> so Fellow POC. Um, so we have this thing we do every week where it's called What Are You Here For? And What Are You Not Here For? What Are You Here For? Is the thing that if you could give a stamp of approval, you would give it a stamp of approval. If you were not here for it, you would give it a stamp of disapproval. So you can either start now. Or you can wait and then Sunny D or I can go and then you can follow yeah. up after. We're going to do, what, where do you hear for first? Okay. If you want to go first. Um, hmm. Do you, can, you, can you go through one first and I'll kinda, I can like yeah. follow your rhythm? Um, yeah, go ahead. I am here for very cute, intimate hangouts with like old and new friends. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I'm here for that, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. We can't we... be here for the same thing. Oh. <laughs> you can agree. I'm, I'm, you can oh, agree. You can agree as in, like I can also be here for that. Don't but you be also mean have to Mojuicy. So nasty. We've Pretty only nasty. we've only been here for <laughs> three minutes. Three minutes. Legit four minutes. Yep. <laughs> All right. So. All right. Let's see. I am here for, um, oh, like 
like cute moments you have with the cashiers, like cashiers of color usually, um, <laughs> especially if they've had like a really nasty person right before you with like coupons or an attitude or like my kid, whatever it is. Um, and then like you see them and you just kind of acknowledge them. I'm here for that. So that happened to me earlier today. Oh my oh, God, yes. Fine. I support so I'm definitely that here for just like recognizing like service workers and like just be nice to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> what are you here for? I'm here for, so today... On this lovely, lovely Friday night. Pause. I'm here for that ring that you have on your hand. Oh, I thanks. just noticed Ooh, it. Baby. Give me very like it kind of Pokemon matches. gym leader right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'll take it. Excuse me. I didn't watch Pokemon. Okay. It's a good reference. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Thank Mo. you. Mm-hmm. So I'm here for today. <laughs> today I went to play bingo. I cannot. <laughs> this is a bingo marker. You guys oh. on the podcast can't see it, but it's turquoise. First Can of I all. see this? First what does it do? All, what is that? It's like when you go to bingo, you get this like, okay. So this is my first time going to play bingo. Mm. And I went with my old boss. You would go and like buy the bingo. like You have to. The bingo garb. You have to buy the marker because you can't play without it. You can't just use like a marker, like a, no, like a regular you, sharpie. No, they give you. It's only a dollar, bro. Oh, I thought it was like five dollars. <laughs> no, it's literally everything in there is like two dollars. Oh my god, can we please go play bingo? Let can me I, let me let me give you let me give Ooh, you I'm the ready, aesthetics. I'm ready. Let me prepare myself. So, I'm going with my old boss and my old coworkers, <laughs> and we pull up, and it's like this big old barn. First of all, it's in Gretna. It's called the Gretna Bingo Palace. I've been. By there before you remember before and it's like this big old barn and you walk in and everything looks like it's just stuck in the wood paneling era of the of life oh my God, and yes. you could smoke in there so it's just like it just smells like smoke really mm-hmm. that's why i smell like this right now oh. you could smoke in there it smells like smoke and there's like a whole bunch of tables and like a whole bunch of old ladies and then you have to go get in the line First of all, there's a sign that says, do not drop cigarettes on the floor. There's mm-hmm. a smoking sign and a non-smoking sign. <laughs> but the non-smoking sign is in the same room as the smoking sign. No, it's like a wall. that, Like, like it's like They're, like, they're closed in. They're uh, in a room by okay. themselves. So it's a non-smoking sign and a smoking sign. And you have to like, get in this long-ass line. And then like the lady was like, so my, bo- my Megan was like, oh, so what do we do? She's like, what do we do? She's like, well, there's this. Did you get a half pack or a full pack or this and that? And I'm like, what mm, are nah, these language? What is this language? Jargon. I was I like, what is this? I don't understand I was like, She said so many things I did not understand. I just walked away and I went stood in the line. And it was like, you can't share. I, I was like, I'm going to just share a card with you, Megan. And the lady was like, no, you cannot share a card. And I was like, oh, girl. And then it had Girl, I don't know, Shirley or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but she had, like, one lady had her little rollers in. She was getting ready probably for tomorrow. And it was, <laughs> girl, it was, like, old lady aesthetic up in there. Oh, my but God. Yes, my favorite. we sat down, and, like, this other lady was helping us. She was like, oh, just do this, baby. Just do that. And lady behind us. And we asked her a whole bunch of questions. And it's just it was just really, it was really silly and really fun. But, like, the bingo cards are, like, the size. They're huge. Ooh. They come with, like. 10 cards on it or something like that. I don't know. It's huge. And it's like this big old sheet of paper. And when they call it out, you have to press the, num- the number on every sheet of paper. And the, the little the little That's things are a dollar. Stressful. The markers are a dollar. But the markers with like a little jewel top are $1.50. Ooh, I would have splurged. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody bought that for me. I was like, all right. She was like, oh, here's a dollar. Just do it. I was like, this okay. Is every, this and is, then This is a jewel top? No, there's no. a jewel top. There's oh. jewel tops. And when I got it, the best part, the most of what I'm here for is when I got that. I was like, I'm going to take turquoise. The lady goes, <laughs> the turquoise ones are my favorite. Oh my <laughs> I'm so mad at you. She has a favorite. She's like, the turquoise ones are my favorite. And but I was like, like, thanks, ma'am. 
Was her voice that raspy? Yes, it sounded like she was looking yeah. tin bags. The turquoise ones are my favorite. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I had like do a double take because I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you were so tickled. <laughs> she's old white lady. She was so cute. Mm. I don't know, y'all. It was fun. We got to go. It's, it's like it's $12 for the small sheet I had. And then it's like twenty dollars, and you get like six of them bad boys. And it's too much. Oh my god! And it's cash prizes, or yeah, it's like hundred dollars. Oh. oh shit! Okay, <laughs> it starts at fifteen, and it went to hundred, and it went to two hundred. Damn. Yeah, it, it gets intense. Maybe about it because like it's like people are like talking, and then all of a sudden, like when she starts calling numbers, it gets mad quiet in there. Mm. And so like if you start talking, they're like, um, excuse me. Hoes get real serious about their bingo. And then in the meantime, they're playing like spades, and <laughs> <laughs> there's an intermission, and they're playing spades. Oh my god, that sounds like the life. I kind of want to go there and be fucked up like, like I, I beers go are like two dollars i want to go there with like an md 2020 and just there's get... no outside food to drink but this lady had a daiquiri she was like we was like somebody bought a daiquiri she's like that's mine like, All right. <laughs> ah, she gets to break the rules <laughs> and like the people go there so much that the people know their names oh my god can we become regulars <laughs> right <laughs> we're we... like we're gonna make a can we be... i'm ready i'm ready <laughs> I just really love bingo. It's my favorite. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> the turquoise is my favorite. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, things oh, that I'm sorry. not here for. Um, I'm not just. I'm just not here for people who just like don't give a fuck about education. Just in general. Mm-hmm. Right, people who just like don't care. I feel like that happens a lot to our generation because we're out of it for the most part. Um, like lower, like younger education, right? And you just you don't think about it ever, but and people are like school schmool, right? And it's just like oh my god, but no girl, you need to care. Mm-hmm. That's the future right there, <laughs> right? Like uh, literally, like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you don't care. We are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> it's the wave, guys. <laughs> what are you not here for? Um, I've been biking around all day. I'm not here for these potholes. Oh my god! <laughs> Welcome I, to New Orleans. Girl. Oh my god! I was Welcome. I'm to the bayou. I thought at one point I almost like felt like I was flying off my bike. <laughs> I wasn't holding on. To, oh, it was terrifying. I was like, shit. <laughs> this is yeah. <laughs> it's not okay. And y'all was like, this is it. I'm gonna. This right. is I'm it. Gonna die. This um, is the this, moment this this where I'm gonna where bust my entire ass. This <laughs> is where my life ends. Right. <laughs> my face ends. Um. <laughs> But I always, I find, like, when I'm biking, the hard part is, like, the potholes, but then sometimes the random tree roots that like to grow into the street. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, you have to get off the street and go onto the sidewalk, and you're just like, <laughs> 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 like, my little cruiser tires are not made for these. Not oh yet. <laughs> the tires I have now are pretty good, though. Okay, yeah. They're, they're heavy duty, yeah. That's all. You also have, like, a very soft, like, that's a comfortable ride compared to With other the seat? rides. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, true. and, like, that bike also has shocks. Oh, which, like, what is that? It's like if you look on the back, there, there's like two big black, sh- like shiny springs, and it those absorbs. Are like shocks. Yeah, oh, they're like shocks. And so like, what am it's I complaining about? <laughs> it's definitely I don't more, know. No, it's more comfortable <laughs> than the one that I'm riding, but it's still uncomfortable. But right. it's definitely considerably more comfortable mm-hmm. than the one that I'm riding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you no, not here for? I would, that was just me. Is like, your phone thinking. on silent? No, it's not. You just you must you you want. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make you mad. I know that. I see that. Did it go off last time? It went. It goes off every <laughs> single week. If it's not a text tone, it is somebody calling or like an alarm. It happened literally two minutes before we started recording. But we weren't recording, so you didn't have to talk. But about it was it. almost. <laughs> you we. It, That's what I'm not here for. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um. 
I'm not here for this horrible headache I had today. Oh. And I was like, I had to go, I had to get a goodie or BC at oh the bingo God. place. <laughs> <laughs> Do those work? Yes, because my headache oh, really? is gone. Really? Yeah. BCs oh are good. My grandma used to, first of all, it's probably a bad idea to give young children goodies or BCs, but my grandma used to give it to us when we were little. Oh my God. What is BC? It's, it's like, Crushed, it's like the same thing as a goodie powder. A goodie powder and BC are like crushed up aspirin. Oh, yeah. so you I, just like put it under your tongue and you drink some water. Oh damn. Okay. I I always seen them, but I was just like, this there, feels like some fake ass medicine. Oh, like, no. I was never, just like, yeah. No, it, it's it, just it like works. fun dip powder. Like, it I'm not. like <laughs> it's gross. It's so nasty. But I was like, they probably have something here, and they had goodie powders. Like, of course they do, because it's all old people. Right. Of mm. course they have goodie it's powders. All the old here. like goodie powder. So I had my goodie, and I was able to be able to laugh at Bingo because at first it was hurting, and I was mm. like, I need to take a goodie before I get here because I can't have a headache here. I can't laugh with Petty and have a headache. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we are going to take a quick little music break, and mm-hmm. then we'll be back for the real talk. Real deal. The real deal. I'm going to play real this cute life. little ditty bop I heard two days ago. Oh, new whatever, music. You know, new music. It's new real music. cute or whatever. So just Ooh, get, okay. first. Dropping it. Uh, friends uh, Homeboys Some of them we wish we never knew at all Homegirls See some of them we wish we never knew at all Homeboys See some of them we wish we never knew at all Homeboys And some of them we wish we never knew at all Homegirls See some of them we wish we never knew at all Homeboys See some of them we wish we never knew Homeboys I'm in the kitchen, I'm cooking and mixing Some of them we wish we never knew at all Homegirls Running around in the city See some of them we wish we never knew at all Homeboys Flipping the switches and bitches See some of them we wish we never knew at all Homeboys we wish we never knew at all, homegirls. See some of them we wish we never knew at all, homeboys. See some of them we wish we never knew. Friends, it's where we use every day, but most of the time we use it in the wrong way. Friends, it's where we use every day, but most of the time we use it in the wrong way. Friends, it's where we use every day. But most of the time we use it in the wrong way. Friends, it's a word we use every day. But most of the time we use it in the wrong way. Don't believe in the love. I'm missing a good thing. Because I'm We never knew at all, homegirls. 
Say something that we wish we never knew at all Homeboys Say something that we wish we never knew at all Homeboys And something that we wish we never knew at all Homegirls
And we have paid our bills, and we are <laughs> yes. Back, biggie, back, back, biggie, back. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Hey, everybody. Um, you are here with Petty Mayonnaise and Sunny D. Welcome to your Literate. and then also our special guest, Mo Juicy. Hey, all the way from Queens. Queens, Queens got it right. New York, New York City. Be- um, what? Oh. Oh. What you about to say? What? What you about to say? I don't know. What oh, before say? we get into our segment, oh. Mo, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, boo? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm from Queens, born and raised. Um, I'm in New Orleans for a few weeks just to get out of the city. Um, I had to. I just felt like I was going crazy in New York. And <laughs> <laughs> I love all the kids down here, so I was like, let me just come. And they gave me time off of work. And from uh, school doesn't start up for a little bit, so I was like, let me just come down here. Um, every <laughs> every single you called it. Did you, did you do that on purpose? No, no. Every no. single purpose. Let let week. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's literally you can listen to the past four episodes and it's, <laughs> and it's like one button you gotta press to make it quiet. Like what? Exactly. But Not everybody even. knows what I'm doing. You I don't flip know why a switch. Me. Like mm-hmm. you flip a switch. Fine, it's on silent. <laughs> Sorry. That's what you were saying. Go ahead. That's cool. Um, <laughs> it's not. Don't let her think about it. I was waiting for it. I was hoping it would happen. Um, <laughs> just to see Ryan pop up with like that. But um, yeah, I'm an illustrator. Um, my work features mostly queer and trans people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to like document my community back home. Um, the communities I'm finding in other cities, like down here. And um, I also throw a party for queer and trans people of color, a dance party called Poppy Juice mm-hmm. with three of my friends. Um, and that's, and I, I mean, I have like a day job, I'm in school, but like none of that stuff is like my real life. Like, yeah. Yeah. But definitely just like out here trying to make it in this like, in this like creative world. Yeah. VQ. VQ. Creative world. Um, What? I'm listening. Oh, I thought you were going to ask a question. Oh I thought you were going to ask a question. I'm listening to oh, okay. you. Um, since you brought up, you host a party for queer and trans people of color. Mm-hmm. Let's start off with preferred pronouns, which is, I think, the first time we've done that on oh, the cool. show. Um, my name is Petty Mayonnaise, and I personally identify by pronouns he, him, his, but I will respond to virtually any pronouns you give me. <laughs> if you refer to me as she, I'll be like, what? Right. If you refer to me as girl, I'll be like, what? And I'll yeah. respond, if you refer to me as they, I'll be like, okay, mm-hmm. Z, Zim, Zer, whatever the fuck. Is, I don't care what you call me, as long as you call me. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and what Just about the, call me something. <laughs> Just call me anything. Okay. okay. And what about the other? What about everyone else? <laughs> <laughs> well, my name is Sunny D. And I go by female pronouns, I guess. Mm-hmm. She, her. Don't Hers. call me hers. As long as you don't call me it, we ain't got no problem. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I don't like. I get, don't call me it. Don't call me it. But, right. but um, yeah, I don't know why somebody would call somebody it, but they do it. And it just makes me like, hmm. Mm. Big question mark on that one. Big right. question mark. Like, the what biggest you question mark. It? And also just like I think the only thing that I, I would call, call it is probably... A child or call, a baby, like like, like a is, new, is it okay? like how is it? <laughs> how is it? A dog, yeah. an animal, a, like, a dog and animal. I feel bad calling baby. Like as I got older, I was like, I guess I shouldn't call a baby an it. But sometimes I don't know. You just don't know. They're too young. You have <laughs> no it? idea. What is it? How is it? How is, how is it? it? I guess it's when somebody's pregnant. It's like, well, what is it? Right, right, <laughs> right. Usually I go, what is it? Yeah, yeah. What is then it? Once I find out, and I go to whatever pronouns you tell me to call them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So you know, female pronouns. Um. I think that's it. Yeah. 
cute. Cute. And um, some OGC over here. I go by, so I don't particularly identify as male anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel any allegiance to it, but um, I still use he and him. Um, I don't, I feel like a lot of queer people use they or them. But for me, I don't, I'm not really trying to like live a lifetime of correcting people. Yeah. Um, that's like, an, it's like, I, I respect people who, do, who use it or who mm-hmm. want to use it. And I try to make it the neutral, where if I don't know, I'll be like, oh, like, like who are they or like instead of like who is she yeah um mm-hmm. so i'll try to do that the best that i can but for me personally i don't believe in they it just feels like another like way to just center gender again right to be like oh um because I, I i feel i pass as like as like male and like masculine um and or like male-bodied and then i feel like if i if i tell you that i go by they we're just like confirming that like i was born i was assigned something at birth and then I want you to call me something else, and I and I 100 respect it for other people, yeah, but, but for, for me, I'm not about to like censor it in my life like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that is, that. I never thought about it like that. Like you have to constantly correct somebody yeah. every time. Every single stranger is, or even like woke people who are in your life that you are joining your life. Yeah. you have to like correct them, and it's just like, um, I'm, who needs the time? Who has the time for right. it? It's not real. Things. Yeah, yeah. How do you how do you guys feel about? Um, I feel like guys is gender neutral, but anyway, um. Like, no, that's real. Yeah, like um, calling someone, referring to someone as their preferred pronoun when they're not in your presence, is that important or not important? That's important, definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it, yeah. It, but it also, yes, especially in terms important. of like a trans it person. Kind of, mm-hmm. it depends. That's what I was saying. It depends. It depends. If you, if you know that someone's preferred pronouns are like she, her, hers, mm-hmm. and you. Refer to them as he, him, his, like outside of their presence. That I don't like. That's but like, up, yeah. if you do it as a mistake, as in like they go by like they, yeah. them, theirs, like as the like, beginnings you're trying right, to get used to, and then you accidentally right. say he, oh excuse me, they, like, and then mm-hmm. it's fine. But mm-hmm. if you purposely will like misgender someone, it's like you know I don't need to fucking talk to you because like right. you know, yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah. I know some people are like, well, you know, like well, let's just use Caitlyn Jenner, stupid ass, for an example. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we all agree. I'm glad. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> we yeah. all are like, mm-hmm. good. Um, like you know, people are like, well, his name is Bruce, and it's like he and blah blah blah. But it's like you know, that's like violent as hell. Like, yeah, really it's like it she goes by this. You, yeah, it's like at that point you're just kind of being rude. And right. I had kids in my class do that, and I was just like, y'all, I don't understand. Like, just let it go. How hard you, is it? To, it's right. not <laughs> you saying the word she, her, and hers is like. You didn't burn alive. Like, like you still <laughs> in my class. Like, like you're still happy. <laughs> you still got homework due. Like that yeah. F you got last week is still like a present. So like <laughs> right, right. it's representative of your of your right. life right now. Right. right. So it's like you're still a garbage person. Thank right. you. Yeah. So it's just like, can you chill the fuck out and like mind your damn business? Like right. Yeah. It's also like I guess I can kind of relate that to like when men call women female. Oh, mm. I hate that. That could be a whole other topic for a right. whole other day. We're not going to go too deep into that. <laughs> but it's like when you're like, well, I don't. I would prefer for you to not call me a female. And they're like, oh, but why? It's like, and is it's that like, not is it not hard for you to say women? Moment. But right. we also Woman. like, I'm going to just touch on it real quick. Mm-hmm. But we also <laughs> like <laughs> the word female. Just, my dog is like, I have a female dog, a mm-hmm. female cat, a female fish, mm-hmm. a female turtle. We have a word for females of the human species. It, it is, is women. Women. Or woman. woman. Yes. Ladies. Girls. Ladies. So use. We are grown. We are adults. <laughs> we right. are. We adults. have a vocabulary. Right. Yes. 
fucking use it. Like, yeah. period, point blank. Like, and then because no one's ever like, females are so lovely. Right. It's always like, it's damn always, females. Oh my females God. be like, females, females are so ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then no one ever says males be like, because it Cause sounds no weird. People males. say boys. Right. Like, dudes like right. that's oh my god and you, you nailed it with the animals like you're not referring to yeah and then me you... as a female you're talking like talk to me for the woman that i am like yeah a real person yeah and then goddess. like when you try to explain it right. they're like but whatever <laughs> and see this is like you know i don't even fucking talk to you because you want that bullshit so right yeah fuck out of here another another topic for another day thank you um <laughs> so we'll the main so i Wanted to get Mojusi onto the show for one reason, multiple reasons. One, you're <laughs> brown, and I want to get brown people on here. And then number two, you also are brown creative. Like, mm-hmm. you're a creative person who was brown and navigating creative spaces. Mm-hmm. Sunny D is creative. I don't... Hey. Being creative, I guess, in the terms of, like, artistic output is not my, like, direct job. Mm-hmm. Part but you of teaching, definitely... You dabble. But, yeah. part, but part of teaching is, like, a creative... Like, I have yeah. to, like, be thinking on my feet and, like, be creative. Yeah, and, like, but you and, do this, too. Right. But I also, like, create art sometimes when I, yeah, like... Yeah, you dabble. You dabble. In yeah. my free time. You sip a toe. Put a toe in it. Right. <laughs> and I, I can kind of consider Instagram to be, like, a creative definitely. outlet. Kind of. Yeah. And so I wanted to get a chance to, like, talk to some, like brown creative people so yeah especially um a brown creative person that's not from here mm-hmm. so right. like get a different perspective and a different output because you know here we all know like we it's like a creative circle we all know each other and so we know how the creative world works here right and you may know how to you know how the creative world works mm-hmm. other places so my first question which is might be a doozy, doozy. what doozy. does being a brown creative mean to you and this is also for you sonny d and also myself for me, it's really relevant. Um, my art doesn't exist outside of my ethnicity, outside of my uh, the color of my skin, outside of the way that. Well, and that's because of like the way I'm read when I walk down the street, or if the way that right. people read my name. This art is by so my birth name, like Muhammad Fayez. Like people read Muhammad, and all of a sudden you have all this stuff that comes with looking mm-hmm. at my art. Um, and you might not know my ethnicity just by looking at my name, but you know you think you know something about me. Right. Mm-hmm. So everything that I do, whether I like it or not, comes through a lens. Um, and as like an intentional like person of color, that comes. I also apply that lens to my work. That's important to me. Okay, I appreciate that. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish my art was a little more like. I don't know. I am still in the like figuring out exactly what my chosen creative output is. You don't even have to pick one. You could have as many as you want. I know. I mean, but I bake. I do photography. I act. I do mm-hmm. radio show. Like, but I, I've never. I don't know. There's. I don't feel at home. I don't Anyone. feel close to really any of them. Like mm-hmm. I like digital art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot, but I haven't done it in a long time. I mean, since like a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like photography, but I haven't done that in a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I bet you I, have things that you like. So right now, like this radio show is your baby, and like that's so you have like creative energy, and that's where the output is going. Yeah, okay. so I'm and sure. Yeah, and having multiple ones, you can switch the energy. Like for a while, I was really focused on baking, and I was like, all right, you know, she I need to take the a fucking Betty Crocker. <laughs> <laughs> like I need to take a break from this. I need to back up, and like I started focusing more on photography, and then it's like, I think having more than one creative outlet is like it keeps you on your toes because like, mm-hmm. well, let me just put this aside. We try this, and you know, you can come back to it, and it can be fresh again. Like when I came back to photography, there was a whole bunch of things I didn't remember, and a whole bunch of things I didn't know, and like you know, I had to reteach myself and stuff like that. So it's just like 
you can play around with it. So like having one creative, not, not saying having one creative outlet is bad. You know, some people have just music and that's all they have and they can be different, creative in many different ways doing just music. But if you have more than one creative outlet, it could help for somebody that needs to be doing something different all the time. So yeah. if you want to do digital art one day and be like, all right, I'm done with this for this week and do photography the next week, that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. There's no Aww. rules. Yeah, it's all about... <laughs> There's like- no <laughs> I I don't know I I guess my biggest thing is that I feel like there's no folk and I, I need to that's what I'm working on personally I guess for this year mm-hmm. is like figuring out a focus because my shit is yeah. just like it's not, like it's a hodgepodge of shit just yeah. like ev- and like it's no when I when I was doing my digital work it was like advertising for like events. So like that's yeah. where all my creative energy was going and like it wasn't any of my personal stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I want to get into sculpture, but then like I'm not, I don't I don't know, like I don't know like where, what to do. So mm-hmm. I'm always just like, I need to take some classes. I'm thinking about signing up for some glass blowing classes. Ooh. Mm, that is cool. Um, Let's have a date. Okay. That's I'm a good date, yeah. Don't. Raise your eyebrows at that. I really like screen printing, but it's just like the place that I would go screen printing is just like, uh, it's just like a trek. Not a trek, but it's just like. The print shop? After leaving work, I'm not in the mood to drive yeah. 15 minutes. I mean, because it's free on Thursdays. And right. It's not so, very and then ideal. if I want to become a <laughs> member, I got to pay a bunch of money and then devote time. And like, yeah, you got to devote have, like, volunteer hours. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have 20 hours a week to just devote to like sitting in a print shop like I have a full time job like I can't do. I need something I have too many adult extracurricular activities for that Mm -hmm. I need some (laughs) casual shit to do do. and I'm not a big fan of painting I've never been a big fan of that so Mm -hmm. like never same for drawing illustration kind of sort of sometimes but I like to write but then it also like that is always just like, what do I want to write about? Yeah. Do I write about myself, which is what I started doing, but then like I pick it up and I never finish anything. Yeah, that's that is it. in my blog. <laughs> and see, like it never. This is this radio show is the most I've ever like consistently done something that's because good. it's like I have to be here on a Friday and because like someone else depends on my presence. So mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. there's accountability involved. So if it were just yeah, me, I probably whole, would have. You know, it's also the same here. It's like, well, I have to go because Petty needs me to be there, and like right. I don't want to leave him hanging. And I probably would have stopped if it was just me. I would have made it maybe like three weeks and like you know what, I'm done with this. Yeah, because then like you know it becomes fun. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it will start off fun. It's still fun because we're like, all right, let's write down what we're gonna do this week. Let's right. do it this week. Mm-hmm. Let's have guests. And mm-hmm. that's what um that's that is my one of my personal goals is like. Mm-hmm. Well, just when creatively you, output. Well, whenever you find one or three or ten, like in you, you're like, oh, I need some focus. Just focus on one at that point of time and don't worry about. If you lose focus in it, you can just go to the next. Yeah. Okay. Just like when you're foc- when you're time to focus, just focus on that, and then you know don't feel stressed out. Because if you feel stressed out, you're not gonna want to do it anymore. And I think that's right. part of it. My you're mind stressed is out from your like, real job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's it. I need to find some legitimate something that's like, I don't know. I need a less stressful. I don't know. I gotta figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. My job is very mentally and like ex- like spiritually and emotionally just like taxing. I'm not physically tired i'm just like yeah you're mentally just exhausted. exhausted i'm running a mile a minute like, phone it in yeah there is no phone again <laughs> and then like <laughs> you really can't and like people forget that like bitch when i'm a teacher like i have to be at that school and be on 100 percent from yeah. when i go there to when i leave because mm-hmm. any like lapse the kids will call me out which only makes it worse and like yeah mm. 
Oh my God. It's so, it's a mental workout. It is, but you also are creative in other ways. You, well, during the summertime when you can I know. do your hair, you're creative, in your hair. Oh, mm-hmm. you're creative in your hair, you're creative in your clothing. Eve, you have the coolest outfit on. Oh my God. Yeah, the, you're creative in your clothing. Yeah. Oh no, God. actually you are, you do have a talent for it. I think it's just about like, um, dedicating time to it. Like being mm-hmm. like, okay, um, yes, I'm tired as hell from 40 hour work week, probably more, but, um, I really want to, um, make this wig. Okay. You know, yeah, like, yeah. That's, like, I'm, I, that's why I've been searching hair online, <laughs> trying to find the good white hair to put in my hair. Like, Just make it. <laughs> I, I need make some. It. If anyone out there knows where I can find jumbo braiding hair in the color white, please let your girl know. That's damn near impossible. I found it. It's just I have to get a ship anyway. Mm. Let's talk okay. about it. Okay, but I guess my answer to the question. What was the question? Um, what does being a brown creative mean to you? Um, I guess being a brown creative is using my experiences as a person of color and trying to connect with other people of color on a creative level and like trying to support them Mm -hmm. and you know have them support me and like have it's like about community for me so the art community here is is pretty big pretty substantial uh the black art community i guess i guess Mm -hmm. you should say black i think (laughs) there's definitely a distinction i think between black and brown when we talk about people of color, I think it's important to make sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, yeah, definitely, yeah. I, I made a point not to call it black creatives. Cause like, yeah. Thank you, yeah. We definitely yeah. do shit completely like different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I had to like think about it. It was like black dominated space because there are brown people and white people involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like, you know, and just uh, in general, just people of color that are creative is just, you know, supporting each other, having a community, having to feel like, you know, if I go somewhere, I can be welcomed. Right. You know, because that's just in the creative world in general, being a person of color, you're not necessarily welcome mm-hmm. everywhere. You're like looked down upon, you know, just in many, uh, just just like in every other factor mm-hmm. of life. Um, you know, it's just, it's good. Like when you go to an art show or something, you see somebody of color, you're like, hey. hey. <laughs> or, you know, as a as a black person, I go somewhere and I see a black person, I'm like, what up? Mm-hmm. Like, the head nod. Head nod, like, oh, hey, girl. It's my favorite nonverbal form of communication. <laughs> the nod. Like, they did an episode of Blackish about that and I was like, that is so true. It really is. It's very just like, <laughs> every black man that I come across if all you do is just like nah, a nod, a nod and like, down, I was a nod never up. a nod upper I was always like a nod downer because to me I'm it's very up. like respect mm-hmm. as opposed to like what's up the up nod seems very <laughs> informal to yeah. me and the down nod feels mm-hmm. a little bit more like I respect the struggles that yeah, you also have like been through like I respect that you fucking made it much yeah. like myself because yeah. we don't get to make it yeah, or like so for like, women, sometimes it's like a slight smile or like mm-hmm. a, hey. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, oh, my girl. God, you look so cute. And then it's like you just like walk around the circle and then you <laughs> all of a sudden find each other. Like, so what do you think? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, you don't even know this person, but automatically you have like a big connection. That's like like working in the film world where it's very white male dominated. And like I go to events or something and it's like I find the black person and we end up being friends and it's mm-hmm. like you know there's already a connection we already know each other mm-hmm. when you go into the production office there's only one black person you're like let oh me go over here and friend. ask you the question right <laughs> <laughs> before I ask everybody else or you like always say hey or like you know you always give them a special nod or something that is so cute <laughs> that is so cute because like we don't like I don't have to know you but that's yeah. automatically like oh my god I'm so close to you already like yeah like this one girl when I worked on Horror Story like I only saw her when I'm gonna get my check and then like at the rap party we were like 
uh, best friends. friends. Exactly. Like, oh my <laughs> and like God, I still talk to her when, like through her Instagram. She's getting married. It's cute. Uh, her and her fiance went to Costa Rica. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, cute. this is adorable. It was very cute. <laughs> um, but it's like automatic friends. Mm-hmm. Automatic, like, this is my friend. <laughs> we are hanging out now. Mm-hmm. But that's what it is. Like, it's just having a community and having like a place where you can feel all warm and fuzzy and that yeah. you're welcome and that you are respected. Right. Respected and needed and worth that you're worth worthy. that you're worthy. That's the worst. And you can count on like someone else, like even a stranger of color to be like to respect you or mm-hmm. talk to you properly or not like look at you like what are you doing here? Yeah. Or, yeah. That's important. I went to a yeah. party with um Mo Juicy on New Year's Eve and I don't know if anyone's seen this show. There's a show called Work of Art. It came on Bravo like a couple years back. Mm-hmm. And it was the first season, the first, the guy who won, his first name was Abdi, I don't remember his last name, which I feel bad about. Um, he Barra, won, I think. yeah, he won the first season of Work of Art, which is like, I guess, like, America's Next Top Model, but like, the art. Yeah. <laughs> and art. so, you had like, like, you had different, like, themes you need to make art for, mm-hmm. and he won, and I saw him at the party, and I, I had run into him once before, like, at Lowe's or Home Depot or something mm-hmm. like that, and then I was like, oh my god, like... I just wanted to say that, like, I saw you on the show and, like, I'm a big fan, even though I'm not, like, a visual artist like that, like a mm-hmm. technical painter. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, I appreciate your art and I appreciate the fact that, like, you won the first season, like, mm-hmm. a bl- like a black person. Like, it's just, a, yeah. like, very, very, like, brown. Yeah. And, like, his art was, like, very brown. Like, all of it. And I was like, I really appreciated that. And, like, it was just really cool. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I support you, bitch. Yeah. Yeah, Except I didn't call him a bitch. But I was like, I support you. (laughs) You wanted to. I know you wanted to. I was like, oh, my God, bitch, I support you. you. Right. I kind of did. I kind of did. Yeah. I think when I get to the point where I'm actually doing my photography for myself instead of, like, you know, trying to be out here making some money, mm. even though I enjoy taking pictures of the babies I take pictures of and taking headshots because it's fun. Um, and it gives me like practice. I think, you know, I know I, my, the way my photography is going to be and like the way I'm going to express myself and it is going to, you know, highlight the beautiful black people. Cause like all, or just beautiful brown people, just highlight beautiful people of color. Cause like, I just like, when I think of things like that, I think like that. Like I have like so many concepts. I'm like, all right, I want this person and this person, and they're all just people of color. Like I was like, I have to. It has to be that way. Like just that's just. Yeah. I need to highlight these beautiful people in my life. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's, <laughs> that's what I would probably have done if I did photography. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I do with my work too, because like there's enough artists out here drawing white people right. and like showing off like the intricacies <laughs> of like white life, I guess. And like Nobody we don't ha- we don't have enough of that, you know? Right. Um. You know, there's so many different stories that we have, and I'm only able to tell the ones that. I know personally, mm-hmm. um, and it's so important that we have like tons of like young artists of color out here telling our stories because no one else is. Yeah, but then when someone else tells our stories, if it's like a white person tells stories, the it's like, oh my so, god, this mm. is so groundbreaking! Right. Like, oh, look wow. at this story. Yeah. Look at these people. They're so Always exotic. Right. Like, right. get the whole fuck. Out Always of like this, like the most extreme, like sor- like most sor- sorrowful stories. Right. Like, yeah. Nothing real. Like. Yeah, like yeah. my cousin was talking about Tangerine and how, like, mm. you know everybody like all the people the like the person that directed it and then like the people that were raving about it were all like white people and because you know she was like it's a good movie the director was white i can't i think oh, I, I didn't know that i think we should check, we should look it up we should look it up but i think that's what she was saying she was like they see it as such a groundbreaking thing but it's like this has been around forever like it's not you know groundbreaking and mm-hmm. she's like it's unfortunate that it takes 
a white person to tell his story for people to be like, oh my God, this is mm-hmm. so important. Right. And she mm-hmm. was, you know, that's what Have we're you seen about. Tangerine? No, it's in my, it's, it's on my really list cute, on Netflix. It's a really it's cute, cute movie. I, I describe it as yet. really cute. I need to watch it. It's on my, it's on my, um, my list on Netflix. That's like the French later. film Girlhood? About like young black Oh yeah, I heard of that. Paris. I haven't watched that one. Same thing was the white woman director and it's like, what story are you telling? Like, Yeah, I but it's like, that's, it was like so critically acclaimed. It's like, right. oh my God, the story is just out of nowhere and it's like, People have been trying to tell these stories forever. People of color have been trying to tell these stories. Mm-hmm. And y'all are like, mm. Right. Oh, we can't find that. No one's interested in that. Oh, no yeah. one's going to be interested in that mm-hmm. at all. I've been meaning to watch Atkin Selfish, and I keep saying that. And like, I need right. to go and pay for it to watch it. Atkin Selfish is this like short film by this girl, Cecile, mm-hmm. is her first name? Emike? Mm-hmm. Um, she's UK. I'm not sure, I'm sure like where in particular. Mm-hmm. But it's just like this short film about these like two like black girls just being like fun cute black girls and like it has a plot i don't remember what it was but i remember seeing like clips of it i've talked about it on the show before i saw that on tumblr like little because mm. it's a short it. movie then it's the there's like free episodes yeah, and then, online yeah then it's like it's really cute and yeah. she also does this really good series called strolling which i've talked about before too mm-hmm. and i played a little bit of her uh thing um fake deep on here before oh that's so and good. it was yeah it was yeah. really good I, re- I really like her stuff a lot and Mo Juicy knows. Don't you know her? I yeah, I know her. Like we know, like we're aware of each other. But okay. I know a lot of the people that she runs with. Got it. Like I know her like boyfriend's um, sister. Like okay. I know people around her. Yeah, cute. She's, yeah. So y'all it's like, like things, brush yeah. elbows and shit. Mm-hmm. But it's whatever. I've tried to come. Uh, she tried. She almost came to Poppy just one time, but Ooh. she didn't make it out. But it was. Really, oh my god! Was one cute. day, yeah. one day, we'll speak it into existence. She's gonna come. Right, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. She's probably gonna hear this. She's met. She's like uh, the coolest thing is like she's one of us, right? Like a young, like black uh, creative in London, just show telling these stories that she knows. Yeah, and nothing else. I really like her. I have the kids in my class like obsessed with her stuff because I played Aww. it before, and the kids are like, oh my god, she's so cool. And I was like, yeah, yo, I know. What? Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm still cool. I'm him. I'm young. <laughs> I'm fun, right, Regina? I'm fun. <laughs> right, Regina? Please stop talking. <laughs> Your kids keep me young. <laughs> <laughs> Love ya. Um, my next question: ah! How do y'all feel your creative needs? Like, how do you fulfill oh, them? Goodness. How do you? I mean, I guess like part of it is the show. Yeah. Part of it is the show, my Instagram, I guess, but mm-hmm. I want something more. I, I don't know, my own personal, like, I need something tangible. Mm-hmm. I want, um, I, I like to touch yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Let... And I can't touch Instagram. <laughs> you can't touch it. You gotta touch the little Double button. Double tap? Double tap. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's not we tangible all... enough. <laughs> oh my God. Let me pause We're really a train. quick. Um, well, Juicy and I went to um, Warby Parker to go get some glasses for Ooh. me today. <gasps> You're getting glasses? Yeah, glasses, yeah. And I already got them. They're getting mailed. They're coming. No, they're not here with oh, me. Guys, they're uh, Why did you, you need to send me pictures? Oh, did you, you take a cute Warby Parker picture? Yeah. Oh, my God. I have, yeah. them, I, I have them in my email. That That'll also... be up on the True Literary Instagram <laughs> later. <laughs> <laughs> and they have some in my car. And, like, when they printed them out, I was like, oh, my God. I forgot how much I like like tangible, tangible pictures. Right. pictures. Yeah, I'm going to print out the pictures from Brazil. Aww. For my For my family. Okay. Okay. I was like, uh, anyway, back to the question. I shouldn't have said it out loud, but they don't listen to my show, so it's okay. <laughs> like, it's supposed to be a surprise. <laughs> They're not just gonna make it, it this far. Just cut it out. Just cut it out. Just cut it out. Um. Yeah. So, how do you fulfill your creative needs? Uh, um, is it like just is it just through your art, or do you like how else? For me, it's about output. Like the the minute I realize like 
three, four days have gone by and I have not drawn anything. I have not sketched anything. I haven't planned anything for the party with like my like teammates. It's like a really weird. I I feel stressed out where I don't want to go out. I don't want to go drinking with nobody. I don't want to like, cook dinner even. I need to like. I need output. See, that's what I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's all about like the second, like I'm a creator, right? And the second that I'm consuming too much content, whether it's like mad um, episodes of like reality TV or if I'm hanging out with too many people all at once, I need to just like go home and like create something, put something out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's like, I it's like a collage, a, like an urge. I think that could be a start. I mean, a vision board. Yeah, definitely. Not that. really a vision board, but just like, collage, I mean, you, like, I mean, I have lots of magazines you want to make some. You have magazines too, right? Like a lot of books. Oh, no, I can't cut up my day's magazines. Uh, You can cut up all my Essence magazines because I have like multiple copies of the same one because everybody in my house gets them. Oh, Oh. my God. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody at one point in my house bought a ticket to Essence Fest, so you get a free subscription. So I have three copies of Essence. Okay. That's actually, yeah. You should get those. Get them. I need to do that. I need to get a clean. I also have some fast company, some simple, like home fast company I'd never heard of before. And then I read that Oprah interview. And they're actually really dope. Yeah, I always I try to I get them when I go to the airport sometimes oh, <laughs> when yeah. I'm in the Just airport. Give me all of them. And it's been inspiring too. You're like, damn. I was like, oh, look, all these people. Right. Like, that's what I need to do. That's what I, 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 I would start. say like uh, like advice maybe is like output like just make sh- maybe once a week set aside like an hour if even half an hour mm-hmm. forty five minutes to try to create something. It might not work, um, but like look, you're 17 weeks into this radio show that you thought maybe not, might not work, and yeah. like, you're doing yeah. it. So I think if you just set aside the time for oh it, God. that might be the best way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like this is six like weeks away from like half a year. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> just freaking out already. We're going to have a party. Oh, my God. A <laughs> 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 chillerate meetup. Chillerate meetup. Come you say could. it You could. Do us. you all know uh, Sweeties in Boston? Same kind of format, like a radio show, and um, just run by like a bunch of kids of color. And they it started off, I think, just like this, like on a radio show for college, mm-hmm. and then it turned into now. Every time they do it, they have like a like a meetup, and like they interview someone, um, like a performer or something, and it's like there's an audience there. Oh my and it's god! Really, and it's like really like lo-fi, like not a big deal, but it's really cool. Like I could totally see that happening here. Oh my god! Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's okay. All right. What about you? Um, I'm sorry. What was the question? How do you fulfill your creative in, like creative needs? Oh, um, I mean, I have lots of like I like to call them adult extracurricular activities. Um, so like last year, well, last year and then like before last year happened, so the end of 2014. Like in 2014, I was like, I'm not doing anything creative. I'm like. You know, I just feel like so stifled. I feel like I'm not, I don't have any creative outputs. And then I joined the Second Line show and then we started Lofty. And so it's just like in 2015, I was just like overwhelmed and I joined Two Cent. And like I was just like overwhelmed with like so many things to do at once. So you're not going to tell me that. Huh? So you just didn't tell me that you joined Two Cent. I've been but part of Two Cent. But you never told me that. It's been, it's been, I've been part of Two Cent for like what, two years now? But you, I didn't never knew that. So, like I, I don't know. I put it on lots of things before. It's everywhere. But I thought that's because y'all was just friends with them. I didn't know that you was like part of the crew. I'm part of the crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I feel like I'm, I'm not bamboozled. I'm not part of the main. To. I'm like. I'm not like the. So you like I'm not groupie. the founders, but I'm. A I know you're not a found. I'm not like you know the founders are much more. What does two tight. cent mean? Like what does that come from? Like putting your two cent in, like having Got your it. opinion. Mm. Thanks. Um. Yeah. In case you didn't know, two cent is the people who did Exhibit B. Um, right, B Mike did exhibit B, and Two Cent was part of that. Yes, he's not. Is he a founder of Two Cent? Yes, he's just 
That's the graffiti show? Yes. Happened? Oh, cool. And then Studio B is, well, when you listen to this podcast, Studio B will be on Martin Luther King Day. Mm. Okay. So he's in Studio B. It's, at, it's on Royal Street around Noka. I don't remember the address. That's where Art for Amnesty was. And it's going to be cool. I've been, like, watching him get it together. Um, yes. So I was part of Two Cent, part of Two Cent, and... I don't know why this is new for you. Part because of, you don't tell me nothing. Oh my God, I thought you knew. But you thought. You thought. But you thought. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Um, so I had like lots of creative output doing that. Like, just like, I was just like, man, I really need something creative to do. I really need something creative to do. And I was baking, but I was just like doing it too much for money. And it was just like not becoming fun anymore. Mm. And so it was just like all of a sudden it all came at once. And I was just like, oh, so much creative stuff. But I like it. But now I'm like crazy busy. I don't really sleep. And I'm always stressed out. But I like it. And so like now we're doing this radio show. So there's even more creative things to put, you know, to put my, to output my creativity. So it's just like it all came up to once. And so it came at once. And it feels good. This is a creative thing. <laughs> I mean, we create our shows. We create what we talk about. We, we curate our guests, and mm-hmm. you know, we're curating our look and our our brand. I hate that mm-hmm. word. I know, right? <laughs> the brand. The brand. The oh, brand. Branding. Oh. It feels so like hoity-toity. It just right. feels, it, reminds <laughs> me of, it just reminds but me. It's of like, it reminds it's me important. of like love and hip hop type of shit. Where everyone's like, this is part of my brand. Right. It's not part of my brand. It's not good for my brand. And yeah. it feels like real love now, and hip hop. Like, like, everybody has, has a brands. brand. Wait. Because unfortunately, the internet and different Everybody's social media, yeah, yeah, social media mm-hmm. outlets. And I'm not talking about like people that are like real social media people, like, you know, like YouTubers, like, not all YouTubers, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody has an outlet. Social media has given everyone an outlet, and not everyone needs that. Not everyone right. should have access to Vine. Like not me. everyone should right. have <laughs> Keep the internet away from me, y'all. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> not, everyone, not everyone needs access to Vine. Not everyone needs access to all of these social media outlets. And they're like, oh, this is my brand. It's like you're just faking it because you think it's cool. You're not doing it because it's like really something that you want to do. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to be cute. I mean, being I like cute that. is being cute is good, but you're just trying to like. <laughs> what else? Like, bullshit around. All right. Um, how do you navigate white art spaces as a brown creative person? Honestly, yeah, like I'm a, f- I don't want to go to art school. Like never been, and I'm not interested in it. Okay. Like as like as as full of like, um, like POC faculty and like students there are everywhere. I can't deal with that kind of like overwhelming like whiteness that I'm gonna encounter there. Yeah. So I can't do it. Um, and I, the art world in general too is terrifying because right. like who is gonna who is even gonna look at me f- like the right way for with with the experience that I have and the work that I do. But also not having gone to art school or like not knowing the right people, mm-hmm. not knowing who I shouldn't be knowing, it's like a re- it's really intimidating. So navigating yeah. whiteness is like hard. Yeah. I um I went to an art school like mm. for high school, mm. not in college. In college, I did some like I took some art classes, but I already like I knew this shit before I went into it because like for Photoshop, I was self taught. Like mm-hmm. that's how I did Photoshop. I didn't learn. I just went read tutorials and just like figured it all out. YouTube teaches you everything. Right. No, but this is before YouTube. Like I was doing tutorials when you used to have like like go to a website and like read oh, how yeah, to do yeah, it yeah. and like, oh, follow along Google with pictures. Google teaches me everything too. Yeah. Yeah. But um. <laughs> everything. I went to an arts high school and I took one full. So my high school had this thing called um, a CA program, which stood for Certificate of Artistry. So, if for example, a regular student would get maybe like two or three years of art, a person in the CA program would get like eight, some like not eight years, but like they would get eight credits of art. So it was like mm-hmm. a very intensive program, and then you would leave with a 
like a certificate, but the first year I did it, they let you do it for free, and then after that, it was three hundred dollars. Excuse me, three hundred dollars a year, and I was like, I'm not gonna make my parents pay for something that I don't plan Mm-mm. plan on. Like, I'm not gonna do a career in this. So like, this is a hobby, and like, yeah. I'm going to school for science, like not for art. And oh so, God. I dropped out of it, and then like I took my two credits, and then just like took a couple here and there, like classes and shit. So. I have the very beginnings of like a very technical art background and then mm-hmm. like being in school with like artists like that and then going to college and being friends with artists and very similarly I don't know I navigate white art spaces by just being very like anti mm-hmm. like art school I remember taking classes in high school and in college where people would go so why did you pick to do this and then and then and then do that. What does it mean? And I was like, it doesn't mean anything. It was like, I picked the color. I picked this because it has like like this orange tinge to it. And then I put blue with it because they're complementary colors. And like I like the like tension that it creates. But this orange does not mean like sunshine. This is no social commentary. This is no like telling of like the shit that I've been through as a kid. Like it was none of that. It was based on aesthetics because like. That's what for me. That is what. Sometimes that's all it is. Like I don't. That's don't have what, to what, be what art I just was. think it's cute. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I took I took a for, for, photography class at my college, and I had taken taken it was like we were doing a section on like abstract art, and I had taken a picture of grass that was green, and then next to it I took a picture of of a drawer of those like like. Um, duckbill clips you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. they're like silver clips you put in your hair they have like two prongs on one side two on the other side and they're silver but they give off this little like cool like bluish gray color and so I put them next to each other just as like juxtaposed Excuse next me. to each other and then they were like so is this like a social commentary <laughs> on like on like metal and then like green practices and I was like no I picked the picture of the grass because visually I like these lines. I picked the picture of these duckbill clips because they mirror the lines in the grass. Like visually these work together. That was it. There was no concept behind this. <laughs> I never it and then is I what it is. I was also very much like like vocal about I'm not a fan of concept art. Like, I was never into conceptual art. My art never was, like... The concept was never more important than the art itself. And mm-hmm. I could never enjoy and, like, ingest art that was like that. Like, for me, if if I ingested conceptual art, is because visually I liked looking at it. Yeah. It had yeah. nothing to do... I don't give a fuck about your social commentary. I don't give a fuck about, like... <laughs> what this means about like millennials and texting and like women and all of that like it's just about does this look good does this look <laughs> good <laughs> and so that's what it was and so that's how my my art has always been and that's how i like navigate white spaces by just being like very unapologetically like yourself this is my shit so like yeah i mean and then giving them like this look Real blank. Right. Like, you must be the dumb one because you thought this was some extra shit. Goes, and, and it's really not. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I mean, sometimes it is what it is. Like, sometimes I just like this picture and I like what it looks like. And I feel like 
that's when people like to fake deep when they're trying to like get like, well, I think this does mm. this and this does that, and it's like, girl, that's what I hated. Yeah. I was like, I fucking hated. I always, yeah. Just, I like, mean, sometimes it is that, but sometimes it's not. It's not always. Well, this makes me feel this deep, meaningful thing. Like sometimes it's just, I just thought it was pretty. Mm-hmm. I just thought it looked good. Like pictures on tumblr i'm pretty sure all those people just take a picture they think they're cute not because it's like this orange wall and this green plant against it in the right. corner with the shadows represents our loneliness like no it's just no. it's just a aesthetically mm-hmm. pleasing. pleasing yeah aesthetics it's just know, aesthetically just, pleasing I, I was never oh my god it was i mean you know when i i do have meanings behind some of the art projects that mm-hmm. i want to do but you know that's those are for that purpose, and then sometimes I like taking pictures of stuff because I like taking pictures of stuff. You know, like yeah. it's just it's just pretty, and you just gotta capture it in that moment, mm-hmm. and that's just what I want to do. I also just always felt that like if you're making art that's not for you, I mean, like if I'm not making art that's only intended for me to look at, or for someone to look at as a, as a representation of like how I was feeling at that moment, you. I'm making art that's palatable for other people. And very often when I go to these like art places, these con- these concepts are so lofty that it's just like you have created this understanding of your art that is beyond like a regular person. You are cutting your art off and mm-hmm. telling people, if you don't understand this, you don't deserve to look at my art and like that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like Yeah, who's that I for? I feel like if right, and like if, if you were gonna put your art in a public space, it's for the public to ingest. And when you like create these lofty, long, like, unnecessary, like, superfluous, like, concepts and explanations for it. It's just, like, who are you really... You are making this for, like, academic people, and, like, that's cutting your shit off from a lot of people who could, like, pay for your shit Mm -hmm. and then also, like, enjoy what you're doing. And I don't know, I never understood people who made art like that. Like, how could you make art with the intent... To cut off such like a because the art world is filled with like a lot of elitists. Definitely, right. the higher up art world. Like, yeah, yeah. There's a, a difference between saying this art is meant for black people as opposed to saying this art is meant for like the elite. Like, if you don't understand, this is not meant for you to get. And like, sorry that like you're not smart enough to understand what's going on because mm-hmm. it's just like fuck out of here. <laughs> I will piss on that. <laughs> oh. And turn into a performance piece. Right. <laughs> really a concept. A lot Shia But um, I guess the way I navigate white art spaces, um, I rarely have to navigate white art spaces. Um, I guess because I guess I've chosen the art spaces that I am a part of. I'm only a part mm. of one white art space. And um it's not very necessarily very hard for me to navigate, um, only because I've been knowing these people since like my freshman year of high school. So like, I know who they, yeah, I know who they are. I'm comfortable with them. But I think when like we do something and it's just like in the space where other, where it's in like a white art space, like we did a show for French, for, for real fresh. It used to be called French fest. It's for real fresh, which is a very, um, well, the owners of French fest, new Orleans moved. And so, the people still wanted a French fest. So they they started a thing. Yeah. Somewhere else. Um, no, they just took it with them and just left. So like, is there a fringe fest in like another location? That's what I mean. Um, no. Why can't you just call it fringe fest? Because they own the rights to oh. it. Like, there's different fringe festes all over all over America, oh, and like okay. certain people own the rights to like French fest in Chicago, French fest in LA, blah blah blah. blah, blah. And people who had the French fest in New Orleans like fuck that. They're yeah, they left. They moved out the city. 
Okay. Um, and they took the name with them. And then, so these people were like, well, we, we need something like that. And so they made For Real Fest. Um, and so, like, we're part of For Real Fest. It was a very white, dominated, dominated space. Um, I'm in already in our theater group because I went to a predominantly white school. Our theater group only had two black girls, and it's me and Jazz. And so, and it's like, um, we were sitting down, like, we were, like, writing about something we were like writing a show or whatever because we we're gonna do a web series. So we we're like writing a show. It's like the show focuses on Jasmine, but when we very like, but we haven't done that. But when we first started, uh, we were like talking about like, yeah, this would be a great idea, you know, because it's a it's a space for women. It's like women the like a woman based theater and it's run by women, um, which is very good. But Jasmine and I were both looking at each other. We were like we would never be able to tell a story about black women. Like we will never mm. be able to express ourselves as black women, as black as black actresses and like not because our friends are intent will intentionally do that you know they're very open and you know they're you know not good white people you know the good white people that be like mm. okay, <laughs> not mean like good white people in a bad way you know it's like the good like, like i'm gonna be a allies? fake allies oh, yeah. yeah they're not like fake allies so they're like good allies and so you know they're not gonna intentionally be like oh let's not have a black play but it's gonna be unintentional because that's just and you know there is not necessarily like they're going to think about that they're not going to think right. about oh well this let's have this top let's talk about this or like let's approach a play this way from a black woman's perspective because that's not going to affect them as a woman you know like their their I don't know experience as a woman would not reflect my experience as a woman all the time mm-hmm. and so me and Jasmine were like we just sat there and looked at each other we're like we're never going to we're never going to ex- be able to express ourselves in this space and it's unfortunate, you know, because these right. are my friends and like I know they're not doing it intentionally and I love them very much and they love me very much and they'll let me be creative, but it's just not going to happen. And I just have to navigate that space while, you know, I have to, when it's time to speak up, like we're going to do this, we're going to do that, like we're going to do the web show, I had to like, you know, I had to make sure I'm not going to be this black stereotype and like it could be this trope, be like this sassy black girl right. or whatever. Because mm-hmm. Jasmine was a straight man, so she has to be, you know, the, and we're all quirky in the thing or whatever. And when they wrote the part for me, they like kind of based it on me. Like all of our parts were kind of based on each other, but like extreme right. versions of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they wrote it for me, like they didn't put in sassy black girl, all that stuff, which was very good. And I was like, I appreciate that. But the funny thing about it is, Jasmine and I were like trying to think of like who I could be, and I was like, we were, she was like, could you? I was like, could I be Sam White? I was like, well, I would love to be Sam White from Dear White People, and she was like, would well, you could be Issa Rae? And I was like, or Jay from Awkward Black Girl. I was like, oh my god, I love Awkward Black Girl, and like that would be so great. I could, I could be Jay. I'm like, I'm basically Jay. Right. And she named something else. She named, um, I think the girl from First or somebody else. And our friend was like, oh, look at the black girls talking about black TV. Of course, you're gonna talk about black TV. I was like, first of all. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, of course this is where we're gonna relate to because these characters relate to these me. characters like, relate to me. Jay relates to me and like I'm not an awkward <laughs> black girl. But like, I was just like I was like these I was like, of course we're gonna talk about web series you never she's like I've never heard these web series. I was like, well they're all like, you know, black diamond web series. She's like, Of course you guys are gonna talk about that. I was like, Yes, we're going mm-hmm. to talk about it because these are web series web series that like relate to us. Like they were like talking about Broad City and I was like, I, this is one I've never seen Broad City. And it's like now that I've watched Broad City, while Broad City is is relatable i can't relate to it like i would relate to awkward black right. girl like i would relate to black actress or uh, relate to dear white people right. and it's like i'm going to bring up these shows because these are the shows i'm going to relate to like i can't i can't like you know you're relating you're trying to relate our web show to broad city but broad city has no i mean it has Hannibal bureaus but anyway i don't identify with Hannibal bureaus i don't 
either. And it's like, I identify with the girls in a way, you know, they're women and they're quirky and they're not like super skinny and they're awkward. Mm-hmm, you know, I relate right. to them in that form. But mm-hmm. I just, it's just like, of course, these are the shows I'm going to relate to. And these are shows I'm going to try to relate my character to because these are things that speak to me. And it's just like, see, in that moment, I was like, this is why exactly what me and Jasmine said is true. Because you won't, <laughs> yeah. you won't understand. You, know I fuck shit. <laughs> <laughs> you won't understand how it feels to be a black person in a white space. Like you. Right. And like a brown face and a white, white space. space. And it's like, you won't, you won't understand that. You won't understand why me and Jasmine had to have that moment of like trying to figure out my character in the non-cliche way right like you you would never understand that you don't see a problem with the the sassy black girl yeah well she did she did see a problem with that because i was saying i was like i was joking i was like oh yeah i could be doing that she's like that's a trope and i was like i know that that's a trope (laughs) thank you yeah like i know i was like i would why would i pick to be that why would i why would i want to be that i was like i know what it is it's like don't let's not try to educate me on what stereotypes or black people are i know what black stereotypes are anyway that was that but I just navigated by speaking up. You just got to speak up. You just got to, like, put your foot down because right. yeah. they will walk over you. And crush you. Like, that's what I know how to do. <laughs> and then, yeah. like, unintentionally, my friends have the best intentions right. in the world, and I love them so much. Yeah. And, like, they're very creative women. They're very, you know, very smart, very talented. But right. It's bigger than them even. Yeah. yeah. It's like they, don't, they don't notice. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the system. It's like that system. Yeah. Sorry I said that. That was a long time. No, no, it's no. fine. No, no, no. You were talking that real shit. Um... <laughs> What advice do you have for other brown creatives? Meaning me. (laughs) Meaning you. Be, I guess, be firm in what you are. But also other brown creative, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess as a brown creative, as a black creative, as a woman, Mm -hmm. a creative woman, you have to be firm in who you are and realize if even if you're not firm in who you are, it's okay. You still have room to grow. That's what creativity is. It's growing. It's developing. It's changing. Your creativity could change. You Mm -hmm. can, I mean, shit. Kanye ain't the same Kanye. He changed. Right. He's developed. Like all of our favorite, so all of our favorite, you know, artists have developed and changed and like have grown in their art. And that's why we like them because mm-hmm. we like to see versatility. We like to see change. We like to see people, you know, glow up as the kids say. Mm. Or like, <laughs> 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 we like to see people oh like God. go through like start out as caterpillars and come out as butterflies. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be able to be fluid in your creativity. You don't have to stay in the box. That's mm-hmm. like creativity is about being outside of the box. Yeah. Like I don't like when people put their creativity in the box. It's kind of strange. And like I've done that to myself before and it's very mm-hmm. stifling. You won't get anywhere doing that. You have to be firm in who Oh my God. My heart just fluttered. <laughs> Let's see. I wonder what was that poor boy I ate yesterday. (laughs) Was it hot sausage? (laughs) It was definitely hot sausage. Oh, my God. Please don't burp in here. (laughs) It was definitely hot sausage. It was yesterday. It's it's, still there. It's all gone. You know. It's gone. It's been a day. Was it from jeans? No, it was from Ideal Mart. Excuse me, Ideal. 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 (laughs) They got food there? Somebody somebody was like, I'm going to Ideal Mart. Don't you mean Ideal? Ideal. Ideal (laughs) Market. Ideal. Uh, What about you? Um, Advice to fellow... Like creatives, brown thought. creatives, brown yeah. Creatives. Um, find your family. Like you're mm-hmm. not in this alone. Find the people who are right in there struggling with you, trying to navigate these spaces with you, trying to figure out their work. Um, just and it could be very different work, but just find the people that understand the struggle. And it could be for me, my the people that I throw probably just with. I um, their art is so different. So like DJs and like photographers, very different from what I do as an illustrator. But um, I can see their struggle, and I and it helps knowing that like. It helps it like to watch them flourish, like you said, mm-hmm. and then it also helps to watch them like struggle because you're like, wow, that's me too. Um, and when you're all like building this this community of creatives together, you um, 
you like really flourish together and it feels really nice. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Flourish. Be cute. Mm-hmm. Be cute. Be cute. Do you have any um tips? Honestly, no. Quips. I'm not gonna lie. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean I guess, it's okay. like that's real and that's coming from a yeah. place of figuring out your own art first yeah. before you yeah. give anyone else. And it's advice. okay to be unsure. I don't yeah. I it's don't. it's okay to be unsure. That's I fine. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out, and I don't really, I don't want to lie to someone. So no, I, I mean, yeah, I know pressure makes diamonds. I know, but <laughs> I know, you gotta I have good pressure. I do. So in one of my classes, good one of, pressure. I guess I'm setting my own goal right now. Um, let's mm-hmm. hope I live up to it. Mm-hmm. I will check back. In one of my <laughs> classes that I took in college for teaching, it was education. Multicultural education. Again, I went to the class, like, I knew about gender. I knew about mm-hmm. gender performance. I knew about gender identity. I knew about orientations. I knew about racism. I knew about, like, and not just, like, on, like a surface level, but, like, deep understandings of, like, all what the fuck was going on. Like, I knew about it. So I went in the class, like, I'm taking this because, I like, cause, like I, I have to do it. Anyway, the teacher starts where he's like, okay, you guys are going to write at the end of this class a self-study. Um, he had us read these articles talking about where people, like, I guess, like, unpack their own lives to talk about themselves, where it's called um, You Teach What You Are. So very often um, it shows that very often mostly white people and people who are not woke. You... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Usually if you're white middle class and you become a teacher, you very often will teach white middle class kids you teach them Mm -hmm. the same things you grew up knowing you teach kids who grew up knowing the same things as you do because it's very comfortable um and so he wants you to unpack your own like understanding where you come from what was that i said he needs to teach this class of people that do america he really does Mm. but they'd be on that book you (laughs) you unpack the the like privilege and shit that you had in the past and kind of like how that influences who you are today and where you want to go and what you want to do. And I was trying to write mine. I was struggling and I was like, I don't know what to like, I don't know what to write about. Like, I don't know what to write about. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know what to write about. So I kind of switched mine where I was like, I'm going to teach the people that I want to be. So I started mine where I talked about being at a summer camp and um, it was, we had this this overnight with the boys and the girls. It was like boys and girls were sleeping at the camp and you were able to either play sports, which is for the boys, of course, mm. or like paint your nails and make tutus for the girls. I wanted to paint my nails and make right. tutus because like fuck playing sports because like who the, I don't want to do that. And luckily one, one of the girls counselors was like, I would actually rather go play sports. So I was like, thank God, somebody fucking saved my life. Mm-hmm. So we switched and it came time for us to split all the kids up. And so they were like, if you want to go and play sports, go over here with like so-and-so. She's going to she's gonna take all of y'all to the gym. And then if you want to go and like paint nails and make tutus, go and ho- go over here with this girl and go over there with um with um Petty. And so one girl goes, what? And, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go and like make tutus and paint my nails because like I want to do, like it's fun to do. Like, <laughs> I want a tutu and paint my nails. Painting, I also like, I'm not into sports. Fun. And so... I could see the face of all the boys who were like, that was like, that was an option. And so, of course, all the boys originally were like going to play sports and then slowly like three, four, nice. five like, boys were like, I want to paint my nails. And before you know it, you had like six boys getting their nails painted and making tutus. Aww. And I bet Matt girls wanted to play sports. And then you had three girls who there left we go. going to go play sports. And I was like, oh my God, 
I just like oh you're inspiring you did that and so I talked about that and talked about like how I don't necessarily teeter tile that line between like visually like masculine and feminine mm-hmm. I identify as like very like masculine but there are like feminine qualities macho, to my personality man. that I like I can't deny them mm-hmm. but, I, but I can also embrace that but still identify as male because there's right. nothing mm-hmm. inherently feminine say that a lot of people in that bag I right. can embrace the feminine aspects of my personality, mm-hmm. bitch, <laughs> while still embracing oh, <laughs> the masculine aspects of my personality and right. still identify as right. male. And yes. like, there's nothing in there's nothing in, out there who inherently feminine about like painting my nails. Mm-hmm. Like, Mm-mm. I can put fingernail polish on them, and like, they are indeed painted. <laughs> so like, there's nothing feminine about that. There's nothing no. feminine about I can put a tutu on. So guess what? It's not a feminine mm-hmm. thing. Like, mm-hmm. I can do it. And so I talked about unpacking that and talking about, like, how being on the internet has sort of shaped who I am and, like, learning about myself and how, like, hanging out, coming out and then hanging out with queer people shortly after coming out has sort of, like, shifted what I thought about myself and, like, mm-hmm. how I identify and people I was able to see and just, like, being able to, like, go through all of this and sort of like come to the person that I am. And then I ended it by saying, I don't teach who I am. I teach who I wanted to be at that age. I wanted to be one of those kids who was like, I don't want to play sports. I'd rather paint my nails. I want, I'm teaching the people who I want to come after me. And so like, that's kind of how I wrote mine. It's really short, but my goal was to like flesh that out a little bit more and like unpack a lot more Mm -hmm. of like, Shit that I was gonna do, I guess, kind of, sort of writing a memoir, a little. Ooh, bit. What, would, what would be the title of your memoir? The title. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing with my life? Right. <laughs> a memoir <laughs> by Petty Man. <laughs> no, that was the title. Number one. I know. <laughs> That's why I like, no, you're serious. That was the actual title of it, and we published it on Blurb, and I was able to go and like. I, I don't have a copy of it because when we printed it out, we didn't print out, we didn't print out, print out enough for my for like my group and my teacher. So I ended up giving up my copy. Mm. I was supposed to buy my own, but I never went back and bought it. Mm-hmm. But Ashley Teamer, mm-hmm. who you know, I don't I know, know if you know, I yeah, do. she took that <laughs> class or ran into that person later on, and like took a picture of my essay oh, cool. and was like, he talked about your essay and like showed us as like one of his like favorite essays. That someone wrote. Oh, that's like, dope. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, oh, bitch, you wit? Bitch, you Bitch, me? Chicka And so my goal for this year is to like, I guess, flesh it out, flesh it out into something mm-hmm. like legitimate. Mm-hmm. That's good. So I guess like, Ooh, give us updates. Revisit old shit and like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. see where you came from. Right. You can't know Flesh where you're going up. if you don't know where you're coming right. from. Right. Oh. What be type of your memoir, Mo? Mm. Ooh, that's, that's tough, huh? <laughs> My whole life in a sentence. <laughs> I'm I'm really cheesy. I feel like it'd be something simple, like uh, I don't know. It'd be something about like okay, nasty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like my memory would be old. Like I would be old when I write it, right? And I'll be it would old be old when I write it. And it'll be very, it'll be very like I'm 23 years old trying to write a right, like not, not yet. A life I have not lived. <laughs> a memoir. No, I'm corny. I would write something cute, like uh, oh. like like 
like I, I lived a good life. Oh like, my something god. very like <laughs> Oh my god, I love myself. Just something really uh, corny and nice with like a lot of good life lessons. Oh no, mine would be a clown. Mine would not be a t- like a crazy like my life as like a teenage hoe or like <laughs> nothing wild yes! like that. Oh, no, exactly. Mine would just be like a joke from start to finish. <laughs> no, I couldn't. Because like that I, I feel like that was how I lived my like that's how I lived my life. It's True. just like constantly like <laughs> jokes. This like like, what are you doing? Straight are you shenanigans. Like, Straight what the, shenanigans. What the fuck are you doing right. with your life? Straight like, shenanigans. My Instagram name is homophiliac. Right, right. <laughs> my, my fucking radio name is Petty Man. <laughs> like, right. I'm a joke. I'm a walking joke, and I love it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm done. Go ahead. I think... I have a couple of memoir names. Oh my god, multiple memoirs. Multiple, mo- a multiple memoirs. Right. A trilogy. <laughs> Just like shut up. Hit <laughs> 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 you this bingo marker. Um, one I can't. One I can think of just right now. Just thinking about this conversation will be. And somewhere your girl got lost. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> How do I get here? How do I get here again? Oh my God. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I remember just be like, hmm. hmm. But no, that's that's that kind of like it happened. Yeah. It was cute. <laughs> oh whatever. <laughs> My memoir just be oh whatever. Oh my a memoir. God. Oh whatever. A memoir by Sunny D. Mm-hmm. The D lights <laughs> with a four by the D lights. <laughs> Please. <laughs> all right. That was all the questions I had. Oh um, goodness. I'm gonna take a quick break while we like catch our breath and like mm-hmm. reset, and then we'll be back. Well, them. hold on. Before oh, okay. we take a break, a little little promotion for all of our fellow creatives. So as I said before, if you're listening to this podcast, it will be posted on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So on Monday is Martin Luther King Day. And um, Brandon Odoms, aka B Mike, is doing a solo show. And I'm sorry, I still did not look up the address, but you can look it up. It is called Studio B, and it will be opening on Martin Luther King Day, and it's going to be great. Um, he's been working very hard on it. He's been putting his heart and soul in it. The boy hasn't been sleeping, so bring him some Red Bull or something. <laughs> bring him all of your well wishes, and you know, go see some good art by a great person. It's his first solo show. Mm. Um. So, uh, Exhibit B wasn't his first solo show. That wasn't his solo show. That was a really combination. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. It was lots of different artists. Okay. Yeah. So mm. it was him and lots of different artists for Exhibit B. Um, that was really good. Yeah. I forgot how much I really enjoyed that. It was very nice, and that was like a year ago. Oh my god! The, it la- definitely the last was. day was a year ago. It was Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. The big, the big like show where Erica Badu and stuff was on Martin Luther King Day. Um. Mm. And you guys were there. You were cute. Uh, also, one of our listeners, our longtime listeners, longtime Trilliterate fan, Art So Life, a.k.a. Travis. Um, Travis is having his solo, or I'm going to call him Art So Life. Art So Life is having his solo exhibition in Baton Rouge on April 2nd, 2016. Ooh. I know this is very far ahead, but he has started. We will started, remind you. We will remind you. <laughs> but he has started pushing forward, and he's having his solo exhibit in Baton Rouge. And you guys should definitely support him. He's very great. He does really great stamps. You should ask him about his stance, which is his hashtag, and you should follow him at Arso Life. You should follow Brandon at bmike 2 cent or 2C, maybe bmike2c, or um, just look up bmike on uh, Instagram, on the internet, (laughs) and he pops up. Um, Another of our listeners and our past guests, um, Baron and Slankston, Slankston listens to us, they're having a joint show at, hmm, 
I don't know where it's going to be at. It might be at Hi-Ho. It might be at Dragonstone. We'll One of those P. Fact check that. We'll fact check it. Um, they're having a show at the end of January on the 30th. Um, so you should go and support them. They're doing some things. I'll be having a second line show at the end of January on the 28th. Um, what day is that? That is a Thursday. I know, right? Um, it's a Thursday <sighs> on the 28th of January. And I will be hosting Unequity again in February, which is a hip-hop show brought to you by Slangston Hughes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to give... Oh, oh okay. what's her name? She goes by... Oh, what's her DJ name? I don't remember, but I've seen her a million times. She's been at different things. She's, been, she's DJ Pussy Pop before with Ashley. I don't know her... DJ, know. Her name is DJ Rerun. But okay. I, don't, I can't remember her. her is it Anika? Anika. Anika okay. is DJing the show that I'm hosting. So it's like, Slinks is going to promote it as like girl power hip hop. Because he wants, that. he's like, he wants to see more women in the city in hip hop yes. doing stuff. So it's, I'm hosting and she's DJing. <clears throat> nice. Um, I'm going to also give out my like creative, like plug. Um, <laughs> this girl I've known for maybe a year, I think, maybe a year. Um, I met her in person once at Essence Fest, not the one past this summer, Mm -hmm. summer before that. Um, she is a YouTuber whose videos I used to watch and then she and I became like internet friends. She calls them internet cousins and like I support it. That's cute. cute. It is really cute. And then I met her in real life and so she and I were like chit chat text every now and then I follow her on Snapchat. Um, I can't give out a Snapchat name because it's for like not the public, but... If you just Google Evelyn from the internets, that is internets with an S, like as in multiple internet. Um, but <laughs> Evelyn from the internet. She makes YouTube videos. She's really, I don't, I think she's really funny. She's like a very much like a, she's a black creative who's just kind of like outside the box. She lives in Austin. She also has this series that she does with a friend of hers called, called Austin While Black that she talks about like black people who live in Austin like doing like black shit. Super cute. Uh, go follow her and all that. She's very funny. I like it. So, mm-hmm. do you have anybody you want to shout out? Shout out. Um, I know my friends in New York are listening, so shout out to them. Hey, guys. Hello. And then also, shout out to the Pussy Pop crew. Got a party on this Sunday. Oh, cool. Where's the party? Hmm? Where is it? A handsome release. Oh, um, hey, handsome release. Oh, yeah, it's Crew Delia. Yeah, Crew Delia, yeah, which Crudelia. is pretty cute, cute concept. Um, be cute, be cute. Very cute. And then it's a cute party because there's going to be like a little side room with just like slow jams and like dim mm-hmm. lighting. Mm-hmm. Just a nice little break from usual nightlife. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the big party in the other room. So just shout out to them for that. Be cute. All right, we're going to take it to music and then we'll be back with some more shenanigans. Shenanigans. <laughs> Why she here in my cafe? I know we're not exactly an item, but why she here in our cafe? I thought we had something going on. Why she really here in your cafe? There's nothing more to say. Please believe when we reach there, I ain't gonna pay because I thought we were friends. And then you say, come over, come over, come over, come over. 
Why is she here in your house, babe? Aren't you taking this a step too far? What you mean she can't get back, babe? I thought this bitch had a car. Why is she really here in your house, babe? I guess there's nothing more to say. When she leaves the house, babe, don't think you're getting late, cause I thought we were friends, and then you say, come over, come over, come over, come over, come over. Like the hair on the back of your neck. On the back of your neck. I'm Sunny D. What up? I'm Petty Manis. Well, Juicy. And I would just like everyone to give a shout out to Mo Juicy for taking lots of selfies. <laughs> Shamelessly, and I appreciate Shamelessly. it. I learned. I learned. Oh, all the slick, though. Right. I'm just like, I remember we went to go get glasses, and I was just like, click, 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 right. click, flash noise, click. <laughs> angles, 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 angles. Angles, angles. And also, your first time trying some MD 2020. 2020. 2020. Flavor blue. is flavor? a blue raspberry. Rasp. Don't forget that P in raspberry. It's turquoise. 
blue raspberry. raspberry. And it's like, I do say a, raspberry. But I say whole, raspberry. But there's a whole P in there. Like, you can't ignore that raspberry. <laughs> I think it's silent. I think it's, it's actually raspberry. silent. Raspberry. I have a silent P. Like, it literally <laughs> does not work like that. Raspberry. What is the etymology of raspberry? It's okay. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. We're getting so too the deep. The resident English, in, We're the getting, resident linguist uh, in the room, I'm going to. What? All right. You want to explain that to me? What? Like, what is it? I don't know. <laughs> That's why I was asking you. <laughs> I'll look it up. I could Google it, but it's going to take me what a What is etymology for like people out there in the, the world? Like the root of the word. The word comes from? Yeah, because very often, like, you can figure out what a word means by looking up its etymology. So it'll say, like, True. the root of the word. Mm-hmm. Like oh phobia? I just want to know what the fuck raspberry... Don't worry oh about it. Oh, my God. I need to find it out. I need to, <laughs> I have to, it is rasp... And that's it. It's an English word. Mm. That's it. I guess. Oh, it's rapis, which is probably like something to do with the um yeah the f- the flavor or something. Probably the, has something uh, to do. Okay. The genie, the genius, and the to do with uh. What is it called? Latin. When you, yeah. I would assume. Uh, Latin or like the makeup of like the. That's what I would assume. The plant with mm-hmm. like the plant scientific name. There we go. Yeah. The genius and the something. That's it. Um. All right. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we want to talk really quickly about some breeze like, through. Yeah, we're gonna breeze through the fire super fast buzz around. Um. Ooh. About two weeks ago, there's this lady whose name I can't remember. I'm not gonna bother to pronounce it because it's Hungarian. Um. She's white, so also I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> Bulgarka, blah, whatever the fuck. I don't. I fucking read know. that 2016 is a year pronouncing white people's names wrong. So <laughs> Becky Blue, if I'm gonna call this girl, don't go Google Becky Blue because her name does not exist. Mm. Um, but she's this white lady who was from Hungary or Bulgaria or somewhere in Central Europe. Who fucking knows? I don't know white land. And <laughs> Where white people come from? She decided she wanted months. to give some shine to African tribes, mm-hmm. and so oh, instead of by this. taking pictures to of save them. them. Instead of taking pictures of them or like posting pictures of them, she decided mm. I'm going to Photoshop my oh. white ass into black tribes mm-hmm. and proceeded to like multiple photo, black tribes. right? Like 12, 16, something, a hundred of them, all of them, all 700 black tribes. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Excuse me, not black African tribes because black and African are relatively different. Yes, um, African tribes. Legit. She just thought that she Low was going to get away with drive. it. And the internet was like, but bitch, you're not about to because yeah. we're about to hand you your entire ass. And then afterwards, she goes, she took it down and then goes, I didn't really want to offend anyone. I just wanted to make some art and then bring awareness to it. But it's like these tribes don't want anyone to really be aware of them because when people are aware of them, people come and invade their space, right, take their stuff up, try to convert them to Christianity. And then, you know, they disappear. And before you know it, you got America. I was also a little conflicted because she also talked about tribes that I didn't know existed. So I was just like, fuck. Like, um, some of the tribes I knew about. Uh, there were a, a, a lot of them that I had never known about. And then yeah. I, but I also, when I was reading them, I kept like mentally blocking out her as her white self and her as her African self. Yeah, it was so like... So I just saw... It I was really think, like reading a Wikipedia article, which I really appreciated. But then I don't even think she... I read um, an article from Austin... Was it Awesome Lovey? I think it was Lovey. Um, and it was so good, yo. It was so good. Look up Awesome Lovey and look up her article on the subject. Um, but I don't even think it was really her... It wasn't completely her, like... She had somebody else, a graphic designer, help her do it. So she didn't even Photoshop her own face. No. So someone else was like, girl, I'll do this. This is okay. Yeah. Somebody right, else. Someone else should have been like, 
the fuck? Me? Somebody like, else sure? helped her. You want to do what? I mean, it was great Photoshop, but girl, let's channel it. She it was great Photoshop. It was great. <laughs> right. right, and I'm like, that's why I'm it so... It was very great. I'm like, bitch, technically you're amazing if this is you, but also it's just like... <laughs> oh, you didn't even do it. But she yeah. also made her lips fuller, and I was like, girl... And she changed her eye color, and she's like, you know what, bitch, you... Stop. Yeah, fucked too much. up. And it's like, how are you bringing... Acknowledgement to these tribes by dressing yourself, putting yourself into instead it. of like taking pictures. Cause she's a photographer, right? I think so. No, I think she may be a graphic designer. I don't know what she is. She white and she crazy. That's <laughs> all I got. If I say with Photoshop, that's the kind of shit I would have done. Not turn myself into other shit like that. But I would. I mean, done but like, if you were to turn yourself into other tribes, you're not putting on blackface. It's a little. I don't know. It feels a little. It's a little touchy, but yeah. you're not appropriate. Yeah. You're not stepping into a space where, I mean, not saying you belong in that space because you're not part of that tribe, but you're not completely overstepping your bounds. Right. Like, I feel like it would be, I feel like it would be more acceptable if a black person or an African person or somebody that's like, you know, has something related to that tribe to do it. But you did it because you thought it was cute, girl. And that's figgity, figgity, fucked up. up. But I'm All done. Right. That was the the story that I that was it to, for that. Um, I don't want to give her too much shine because yeah, like, you don't need none. Another person we don't need to give too much shine to is good old Billy. Fuck him. Mm. Good old on. Billy. Billy. Um, he sucks. Moving on. I just want to say, I'm tired of like oh my trying to have convers. Like I'm not trying to have conversation with people about it. I mean, I just for the second round of it, like now he's going to trial or something, or he's not going to trial. I don't know what's going on. I decided to block it out like this is like the fifth time this has like come up in my lifetime and at this point i'm just over it i'm over people trying to make excuses i'm over people trying to analyze it i'm over people trying to be like well you know he did such great this for the black community and it's like you know bill collie don't give no two shits about everybody you know, like you. he only cares about a certain population of the black community and like when you think about it it's like i watch the cosby show and i watch a different world and it's like you have to be able to separate that like mm. Those people aren't real. He's not Heathcliff Huxtable. And it's like, how many times do you have to tell people this for them to get it through their heads? And it's like, but when I watch shows like A Different World and like watch shows like The Cosby Show, which was probably only good when the kids were young, but it's like, you also got to think about this is the same man that didn't let um, Lisa Bonet be in a different world and be pregnant. Like that doesn't like, he, he was like, no, she's pregnant. She can't be on the show no more. But it's like that mm. happens. People in college get pregnant. I mean, like my sister was in college and she got pregnant and she still worked hard through college. It's like right. it was like he did things like like he showed black community what a specific black community. Like even though um Cree Summer, you know, Cree Summer played Freddie Brooks and that's basically who she is in real life. But it's like they didn't have Freddie Brooks as like a like she was very smart and she was like very into the environment very into, you know, being one with yourself and, like, you know, very hippy-dippy, I guess if my description would be it. But it's, like, they made her seem like she was crazy instead of, like, ex- like making it seem like she was so other as a black person. Right. They're, like, she was still, she was just weird. Like, they accepted her, you know, because that was their friend and, you know, they accepted her quirkiness, but it made her seem weird. Right. And so it's, like, even though these shows are great and these shows are funny, it's, like, he's still pushing his, like, respectability like pushing a certain amount of certain black people through. It's like the things you think about when you realize the person that you, you know, think is so wonderful is actually fucked up. So Carlton was sort of the same way as Freddie too in Fresh Prince. Carlton was not cool. Like nobody wanted yeah, he to wasn't be cool. He was Carlton nerdy. was like a fucking eye roll. It's like, oh my God, Carlton, mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. Like, like Carlton get was it. like a, a Uncle Tom and right. stuff like and that. So like so they, like they he made, played on that part too. 
we as black people very often like we look up to these shows but we very often mm-hmm. were like we put ourselves in these boxes to where we made it seem like if you were smart and if you were like like urkel Right, like Urkel was seen as lame. I mean, even even in even in the Cosby Show and Different World, Denise was seen as weird, weird and like and they like didn't ex- dirty, right? And like they didn't like really accept her for who she was. Like when she came back, she had her dress, and like they like make jokes of it. Like when she was going to meet her husband's mom, and it's like you know she had to wear this sweater and like kind of cover up who she was, mm. and like they always in like even in Different World they like joke about how strange she was. But it's just like there are black people like that, and. Yes, you're acknowledging that there are black people like that, but you're also saying that that's not right. right. And like something's wrong with them. I mean, but like the only, they never really said nothing was wrong with Carlton, that he was just like geeky or whatever, but they did acknowledge it in like an episode when he tried to like pledge a fraternity, a black fraternity, and the guy was like, you're not black and blah, 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 blah. And Carlton was like, no, because there's not one way to be black. And I was like, it's good they acknowledged it, but it's still like an other means something's right, wrong with you. Will was seen as Will was seen as cool. Like yeah. everybody was like, oh my God, he's like he can dance, he can rap, he's like cool and he's hip. Mm-hmm. Carlton was always like the butt of a joke. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he was always like a punchline. Yeah. And it was just like, well bitch, I don't want to be a punchline. And so like we put ourselves in these boxes that we like don't want to be put in. It's like, but we kind of like we gotta learn to you can be black a billion and twelve ways. Yeah, it's just like these things I think about when I'm thinking about TV shows. Yeah, but it's like, yo, guys, Bill Copy is a rapist. I don't care if these women took these drugs because they want to take drugs and people take drugs all the time. Doesn't mean that when they passed out, you have a right to have sex with them. Right. If they are not there, be like, yeah, this is a good idea. I don't care if they went to his house and was naked. Mm-hmm. If they right. said no, then no or is they didn't no. Say anything. Couldn't say I no. Think, yeah, yeah. I think also. There's nothing, like, there's nothing wrong with the phrase no means no, but we also got to realize... When you're incapacitated, a, you can't say not no. Not a yes says, says no. Says no. Yeah, very true. Because very often people will just like... Well, she didn't say no. Just because I didn't say no doesn't mean that I'm saying yes. Like yeah, Unless you hear a, defini- a definitive yes means yes. yes Everything means else yes. means yeah, no. Everything though. else means no. Like, like if I'm asleep, it. that's that no. That means no. If, if I'm, I'm drunk... drunk. That means if I'm high, that means no. If I'm like, I mean, you can be drunk and still have sex with someone with consent. But we're saying like you're drunk to a point where where you can't respond. You can't respond. You're not doing. Yeah, you're just kind of a bump on a log. Then that's still no. Right. But it's like people like, well, these women went to the parties and everybody partied in the seventies, and it's like okay, but doesn't 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 give the right for them to be sexually assaulted Mm -hmm. in any shape or form. And people also seem to forget that Bill Cosby flat out said, "I bought these." (laughs) Drugs to have sex with these girls. Yeah, and like they followed, asked him, "Did you buy quaaludes to drug them to have sex?" And he said, "Yes, yes, I did." Yeah, like that's like that's all I needed to know. So like, mean, like, like he was like he was like even if they said even if they bought the drugs and they said yes, he would have sex with them. If he bought the drugs and they said no, they fell asleep. He was gonna have sex with them either way. He bought right. the drugs to have sex that with is them. So like, gross. He is disgusting to me. Anyways, moving on. What a wart of a man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thank you for what a different world and the Cosby war. Show and Little Bill and Fat Albert. I appreciate those things, but those things I are also so you... hard with Little Bill too. Huh? I identified so hard with Little Bill. Yeah, I mean, and you still can like, but you don't have to not identify with, with Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Like, you don't have to identify with Bill Cosby. He'd be shit. all right. He's not gonna go to jail, but it's whatever. All right. Um, the next thing on the list is the uh, black girl, black girl magic article. I did not. Okay. I don't know. Did what, either did of you, you read the article? Did you I read the article? Didn't okay. read it on purpose. I wanted you to fill me in. So, <laughs> Ugh, the pressure. <laughs> I wanted to catch this fresh, fresh from my mouth. Okay. 
Um, so as we all know, Black Girl Magic is a movement that, um, I guess in the way I'm going to interpret it, is a movement that recognizes black black women, black girls for being phenomenal phenomenal human beings in every facet of their life. So, you know, it's just being noticed for being wonderful and being magical and being special and being you. So black um black girl magic and things like care for you black girl, stuff like that. So there's an article written on L.com. Um, it was about a woman, and she was saying she has a problem with black girl magic. And her problems were that um, she suffers from MS, which is a very... Multiple sclerosis, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's a very, 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 very horrible disease. Uh, it's a very horrible disease, and she suffers from it. And she was saying, how can I be magical when I'm suffering from this disease? And, you know, this is, like, crippling my life. And she's like, how can I be magical with that? And then she um, also goes on to mention... Um, you, girl, you write for L. I'm going to get there. <laughs> you write for L magazine. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there, though. And then she also goes on to say, like, maybe, you know, that is pushing for another another um, thing that we have to look to, like the strong black women stereotype. Like black women have to be strong. They can't cry. They can't feel. They can't like, you know, be vulnerable. So she's saying black girl magic is like making the black woman again look superhuman, like not tangible, (laughs) not tangible, not like a person, not like a real a real person. It. It's like you're a subhuman and you know, you can't feel and it's like you have to be magical. You have to be something other than yourself. And and then she was like, Maybe women like she named like Sandra Bland and the other ladies that died from police brutality, like maybe they weren't magical enough. Or like the women that were raped by um Daniel Hazakal Whatever the fuck. Who cares? Yeah. That like, I'm not trying crazy to crazy men like, that raped all those women, um, that sexually harassed all those women and raped some of them and was a horrible person. Um, she's like, Maybe they weren't black they maybe they weren't magical enough and um and so she goes to say all that. And so my problems with that article is, oh, another thing she points out is um, the mythical thing that, you know, that black people are magical. Like you've ever right. heard of that, like that kind of thing, like black people are magical and like right. people believe that black people don't feel as much, and, like in the green mile. And people believe that, um, you know, we don't, we don't, need as much anesthetic. We have like right. our pain tolerance is much higher and, you know, things like that. So I think, I think her, interpretation of black girl magic may be like the mythical magical black man right. which is a thing that mm-hmm. people have talked about which is a problem you know and she talks about me- in like the medical field how black women are given less anesthesia like how black women are you know black women were like basically like anatomy dolls for like yeah. a large part of science and so she talks about that which is a real thing and that's very problematic and like it is a fact that now uh, it is a fact i guess it's a fact that white people see us as you know these like little animals who don't really feel anything or something and you know who don't really who don't really have like emotions who can't really connect with you on an emotional level connect with you on a physical level and stuff like that so she goes to say that but like you know the mythical black person that's a real thing but that's her interpretation of black girl magic and this is where it this is where my problem lies it's like you're taking the mythical black person thing and you're also taking the strong black woman and you're taking it and you're interpreting it as black girl magic and like that's not what black girl magic yeah, is never... and it's like just because you have ms doesn't mean you're not magical you're a writer number one you're a writer, writer. Right. number two that you're a writer a you're writing an l which is a white dominated space thank you you have ms and you are surviving every day that in itself means you're magical and just because i say i'm a magical black girl doesn't mean i don't hurt it doesn't mean mm-hmm. you know i i don't feel pain it doesn't mean i don't cry or anything like that like being 
being uh saying that you're a magical black girl it's like you know noticing your imperfections and noticing that like I guess there's intersectionality and in being magical. Like right. I can, I can be a magical black girl and I can suffer from depression and I can right. suffer from um, social anxiety, issues, body right. image issues, low self-confidence. Like, you know, I can suffer from all those things and I can still be magical and that's perfectly fine. And that's what makes me magical because all those different things, all those flaws, I guess, you know, you will call them all those make me who I am and right. all those make me magical because without those things, I will not be able to, you know, go through life it would like my life experiences wouldn't happen and i so i read a con um a follow-up article written by someone else she was like you know black girl magic notices those things and it's like you know it notices that black women do suffer like you know it points out that they that they're magical because you know even though they do suffer and do this and this and this they're still capable of so many things it shows it shows it shows their humanity doesn't take it away from them i always sorry go ahead i always saw black girl magic Black girl magic as like, in spite of all the like adversity of like mm-hmm. being a black person, you still manage to like walk around smiling and like that yeah. takes like a lot of effort in and of itself. Yeah. Like the fact that number one, you have MS and that you are comfortable with like talking about that freely mm-hmm. is a lot. It is. A lot of people and don't talk about their debilitating things. You loud. are a writer, which is like people people are bad at that. Like people right. put themselves down for not being able to write. And mm-hmm. you're writing in like again, one of the whitest magazines like in existence. Like yeah. that is to me, like that is the definition of a, of a magical black girl, in spite of all these adversities, like but you still thriving. Like, yeah. you're still... And, like, even if you a regular black girl, bitch, if you work at McDonald's flipping burgers and then you go home and you still manage to smile, like, you right. a magical black girl. Yeah. Bitch, if you can walk down the street and manage to survive, like... Yeah, you have... Dealing with men. You are a magical black girl. Like, yeah. period, point blank. It's not me you do superhuman. It's just, like... And also, I think that black girls are superhuman because it's, like, you deal with a lot of shit <laughs> on a daily basis that, like... And how do you fuck you manage not to pop off at everybody? Like... Yeah. I got a... I have a mouth on me. I always <laughs> have. And, like, I will pop off on people who talk shit about... Not talk shit, but who will, like... There have been times that I've gone out with my sister and people have like and like looked at her a little bit too long and then I'm ready to be like, what? <laughs> you, something wrong with you? Like, you got an eye problem because I'll fix it for you. Like, it don't involve, like, yeah, it's my sister, but it's more so like she's a woman. I remember going to a bar. I walked inside. This girl sitting at a, sitting at the bar. This guy walks up and she goes, "Can you, this is she's a black girl. She goes, can you please back up and leave me alone? This guy's like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, this girl's maybe like 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, the guy's towering over her and, the, and then she goes, I told you already to like... To, to like to like leave me alone and then i i got mad and then i was like she said leave her alone like back the fuck up like you got like do you have a problem i know i i fucking i i do not know this girl but she said leave her alone if i told you to leave me alone you'd back the fuck up so back the fuck up like period point blank i don't understand like the in the fact that she managed to like stand up to him mm-hmm. Is like a magical feat in and of itself because women yeah. don't get the opportunity to do that. And I think just by existing, being a black girl, like that's already like I don't know. Yeah. I just was just like, but girl, you magical. Like, just because you have MS don't mean nothing. Like, I mean, yeah, like it sucks, but you thriving, obviously. Like right. you doing it. Yeah, and so live the your lady- life. <laughs> Sorry. It's stupid. So the lady that wrote. Um- 
the lady that wrote the con the um conflicting article, I guess, she put the trope of the strong black woman impervious to pain and displeasure was thrust upon us by people who don't know us. And she says that and she also says like black girl magic was created by a black woman and it was a cre- it was a space created for us by us. <laughs> some fubu. Oh my god, some mm. fubu. <laughs> Speaking of that girl Evelyn from the internet has uh-huh. shirts that say magical black girl on it. Oh yeah. That you can buy. Oh, she has her own? I think so. Cool. I don't know if that if that is that phrase trademarked. Um, it was started by a woman, and that's the shirt that um I think she might have. I think it might be the one she had. I don't know. It's a shirt like that Willow Smith has, and like Amanda Steinberg has. No, and like all my friends have it too. Mm. It's um, a black and white, and it just says "magical black girl" on it. Oh no, the, this one says "black girl magic." Oh, or black girls are magic. Mm-mm. It says "magical um, black girl." Yeah, that was like where the term came from from okay. this one woman who her name is in this article, and I can't find it right now. Yeah. Um. But she was saying, like, you know, it was like this was made, this was like a, like an inside, it's like an inside joke because it was right. made for us. Like the strong black, the strong black woman was thrust upon us to see us like, oh, you know, well, black women got to be strong. They can't be sad or whatever. And it's just like, and my main gripe I had with the first article was, girl, you see all these people flourishing, all these people so excited, like I'm a mm-hmm. magical black girl, all these people having confidence, all these people, you know, shouting out their other sisters, like, girl, you doing it, you so magical, girl, you doing this, and like, you know, this is wonderful, carefree black girls, like, you know, everybody enjoying themselves, and you come and be like, well, this is <laughs> right. what's wrong. And it's like, that's why? Bullshit. That's bullshit. And it's like, why infringe on your happiness? Why? I don't know, maybe she's having some self some self issues that she needs to deal with. And if she doesn't feel magical, that's all on her, girl. Go ahead and do that. That's that's for you. Like, you know, you don't feel magical, girl, you don't feel magical. I'm not gonna force it upon you. Right. But you ain't gotta bring everybody else down and make your point. Yeah. That's not what we're here to do. That's <laughs> not here to uplift, bitch, not to bring yeah, down. Yeah, and like the black girl magic, everyone's like uplifting each other. Everyone's like seeing all the wonderful things black people can uh, black women can do and it's just like it's giving us humanity and it's giving us like recognition that we don't get in mm-hmm. this trifling ass world thank you all righty shifting gears a little bit talk about the oscars which i did not watch which i don't watch because they're very white so again the oscars are white this year oh, surprise oh. <laughs> oh. so that's what you that was that literally what you were gonna say yes oh, okay Literally, the two years in a row now. Two years in a row, no person of wait what? No person of color was nominated for any roles. For any of the acting categories. Any of the acting categories. Not a single one. Not now one of them. Not now one. Taraji P Henson was brought up because of something. She won a Golden Globe for TV. For For TV. For Empire. Yeah. And it was um. And TV's doing better. Emmys are really like Mm -hmm. a lot of like black women won Emmys last. Mm-hmm. Last year. Yeah, TV like blew up in 2015 yeah. with lots of diversity, yeah. especially in black. The women. Oscars, there's no black, no, people. no not black a single, people. Well, not, <laughs> not even a single a person, person of color. color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. What? Nope. 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 White. 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 Sixteen. Sixteen. Sweaty people. Like twenty. Twenty. Bitch, you win. <laughs> oh right, yeah. yeah. Twenty Bitch, people and like no women in the best director category. So I mean. Hollywood is a white male dominated space, so what we're the not. Fuck. It's like we're not very surprised, but it's kind of How ridiculous. Is that even legal? Because, right. because it's the Oscars. Well, so. I read. So I read that the uh, the Academy that votes for these things seventy seventy three percent male, ninety two percent white, two percent mm-hmm. um, black, one percent uh, Latino and Asian in one in one one percent. Mm-hmm. Um, How the fuck do you even? It's people who work in the industry. It's people who work in the industry. Yeah. What? So now all these men, 
all these seventy three percent of white men, right? And they're also state. old, old, also old. old. Yeah. Who are like? Do you ever know who these people are? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you I think like if you work in the in, like, in the film industry. You can join. You right. can join the academy if you do like enough. Like yeah, work. if you do like enough, you have to. You can join the academy, so but like, everybody gets enough. Meryl Streep can join the academy. She's in, she's, it, yeah. she's in the academy. But she's shut a voting f- member of it. Shut the fuck. But this includes oh. all the cast and crew. Also, I think as mm-hmm. a part of it, directors like the yeah, part of it. I think yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember what the qualifications are. Right, it's something like what. It's like the Grammys. Like, who votes for those Grammys? It's like, it's the Grammys huge. are real. <laughs> <laughs> Same for the Oscars. Are not I, mean, real. I mean, Kanye West did say, good old ye. He was like, we put these pressures, however he said it, is basically, yeah. we put these pressures on ourselves because of these award shows and think that's what we need to validate ourselves, but that's right. not. It's, he said yeah. it in that big old long rant. Right. <laughs> the last long rant he had, he said it when he won right. that Vanguard Award. He said it in that long rant, but he was tripping. Yeah, and so it's just like it's really strange because Straight Outta Compton came out not saying, not saying. But that was a big that that movie. Yeah, that movie was, was such huge. A, it was number one for weeks. It weeks. was so, like so critically acclaimed. It was critically that, acclaimed. But it had pop, like I don't want to call it pop culture, but it had cultural relevance that went like mm-hmm. far beyond. I've seen so many people. Having shirts that say straight out of whatever Wherever the fuck. Are. Yeah, the whole meme. Straight out yeah. of bitch. Mm. There's ones for the school. There mm. were girls who were running for homecoming queen that said straight out of hashtag Ray Gang. Like, mm. <laughs> bitch, yeah. that and movie just had like, relevance beyond, like, yeah, because yeah. they had. I cannot discount that. Yeah, they had like police brutality relevance. Like, yeah. all the things that were happening to them is things that happen now. Like, is not all of the things, but like you know, it's just things that are very relevant. Like these men going through this like crazy Wasn't time. That Star Wars movie like a big deal. Um, Star. So I don't think Star Wars would count for because it was too late. Yeah, well, it's it only too got late. visual stuff. I think it got nominated. I th- just visual effects, sound really? effects. I think so. Yeah. I oh, wrong. I thought it was I too late. Wrong. I think you have to like come. You have to like make it within like, I a certain it was amount of time. Too, but I think it got some nominations for like visual yeah. stuff. Like possibly. People, yeah. Like wasn't that like, I think like str- number one? But like even. Ever, like yeah. Year, I think is what I was told. Like, it said records. Was, I didn't see. I don't plan on seeing. Straight Outta Compton got one nomination for best screenplay. And but those are all white two people. White, yeah, two white men. Yeah, I mean, it, is the director of Straight Outta Compton white? I don't know. I'm, no, I, it's I, not. He's not. not the director. Yeah. He's My not. thing was Creed. You're gonna nominate Creed. You nominate Sylvester fucking Sylvester Stallone, Stallone. But not the lead actor. Not Michael B. Jordan. Not Michael B. Jordan. Not the director either. Not like, the director. Ryan Coogler in the movie. Yeah, because yeah. it's a Rocky like, movie. Yeah, and he won the Golden Globe for it. I've never seen. But it's like, but, but you're not Mike, nominate but the lead. But you didn't nominate the. You nominate fucking Sylvester Stallone, F- who can't even career. move like the side of his face. Right. But you didn't nominate. I haven't seen Creed, but I heard so many rave reviews about Michael B. Jordan's performances, uh, uh, performance Tessa Thompson's okay. performance. Right. Yeah. Where's who her? I also love. Yeah. She's amazing. Love, I love them yeah. both. I want them to marry me. Can we just um, get our own awards? Please. That's the <laughs> thing, though, right? It's so great. <laughs> what you about to say? <laughs> no, definitely. I hear that. But the thing is, like, where we don't, we still sit here every month, every year looking at the Oscar nominations and the Grammy nominations. Yeah, because... It's, un- it is relevant. Because- it is relevant, but because unfortunately that's what gets you jobs. That's what right. makes you important. Right. Who, but I, I don't Because when you like, show up, it's Oscar studio. nominated. I think right. part of it is like, it's this really sick cycle that feeds itself because yeah. like, I guess like Kanye West was saying, we as regular people only assume that Oscars are real because it's made- the people in the business are the ones who are giving out the awards. Yeah. But then like, if we'd be like, but... We know that, but we know that y'all on that bullshit, so it's not real. Then mm-hmm. would that change? Like, 
It's like... Are we the people who have the power to change what the fuck is going on? No. Oops. Mm. Elta, um, yeah. Mm. It's the first time, so shut up. <laughs> oh, but it still happened. But it's the first time. Get it, out of here. It's whatever. Stefan. <laughs> but it, but it's true they say like you know like your dollar can say a lot but Lucas straight out of content made so much money yeah um, number one movie for weeks this year weeks. and still no no, no nomination and like yeah. those boys are great yeah. like not saying all however many of them I, I don't know I can't think of how many it was however many of them all deserve Oscar nominations but they were like that was a great movie it was very well written it, it looked great like I mean did he Paul Giamatti didn't even get nominated. And Paul Giamatti is wonderful. I mean, he's white, but he played Jerry in Straight Outta Compton. the guy who was in Big Fat Liar who turned Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, That reference. (laughs) Yes, 90s baby. Uh, It's like of all the things to reference Paul Giamatti from. That one role. That one scene. (laughs) I mean, he was the main character. But it's like even Paul Giamatti didn't get nominated. He did great in that role. I mean, he does great in every role he does. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. But it's like... They didn't get nothing. Michael B. Jordan did wonderful in Creed from what I've heard, and mm-hmm. he didn't get anything. What other? Like, Idris Elba had a movie, had Beast of No Nation. He didn't get nominated. And mm-hmm. it's just like, I feel like when they nominated Selma for the best movie or, like, the best song, I feel like they gave them best song just to shut all the black people up. Like, yeah. look, you got an award. And get them like, on just stage. do it. Have you seen that one meme whenever the iPhone came out with the emojis that were, like, black emojis? Someone was like, iPhone, I mean, Apple was like this, and it was a crumbled up dollar that was like, here you go. And like that's kind of what it reminds me of. I'm just right. like, a, like a dollar, like thanks, but also this dollar's like crumbled up as fuck. So like, I appreciate <laughs> it, but also like, is this really anything? Yeah. So it's just like really ridiculous because it's the second year in a row and the ask, hashtag fuck Oscars the Oscars. so white. Fuck the Oscars. And it's fuck, just, but oh. this is what people need for recognition in the industry. Like, if you right. win an Oscar, you're the shit. the shit. Yeah. If you win any award, look at Jennifer Lawrence every year in thirty movies and right. wins an award every year. Mm-hmm. That girl's our age, rich as fuck. Uh, and mm-hmm. set for the rest of her life. Um, it's gonna keep on getting work. Keep on studios gonna hire her. I'm yeah, gonna you book her get for more, more recognition. Yeah, because thiggity, of these awards. Thiggity, yeah. Up. But like, unfortunately for the boys in Straight Outta Compton, like this, it, like it's gonna be out of really. Hustling. They gotta keep hustling. Like biggest moment of their careers, and they still gotta work just yeah, as hard. Yeah, right. they are like they're probably gonna get typecast now. Right. They're gonna get typecast. Like Jennifer right. Lawrence doesn't get typecast, but these boys are probably gonna get typecast. They're right. only gonna be able to play thugs or gangsters or something like that. And so what's the until they get old like Ice Cube and be able to right. <laughs> play somebody daddy. Right. <laughs> what's the end game now, right? Where like two years in a row. So last year this happened. All all white actors were nominated, and then it's like oh, there's a huge backlash, and the and the director of the Academy who is a woman of color, I believe, mm-hmm. went and made this whole thing. We're committed to diversity. And here we go. You two, mm-hmm. same exact thing. Yeah, she said so, she was upset that there weren't any so people nominated. But you can't you can't deny like the great films that were made. It was a great year for film. Like, girl, every year's a great year for film. The movie industry answer. has been long running. Like, it's Frank, not going to end. Like, you, yeah, that doesn't no, no, Nobody's going to be like, oh, this is a bad year for film. Right. Like, no, no one's going to be like, fuck movies like, this year. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I'm not going to watch any movies this Thank year. Thank you. Like, bitch. Imagine. Yeah. That's like half my TV time gone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. All right. Let's quickly get to the last point. The Powerball. Someone won a billion dollars. Can I say? So my cousin works at a Seven Eleven. Oh my god! Wait, wait. Did your cousin win? No, no, no. Oh. No, no, no. My cousin. <laughs> so really? my cousin. So, bitch, we wait, we won our ball juicy house. So bitch, we like two degrees separated from uh, a billionaire. Billionaire, <laughs> billionaire friends. But right. my cousin works at a Seven Eleven in Cali, and he sold the winning ticket. 
What? Um, yeah. Does he get money? Um, I think the store gets some money, and they split it up between the employees. But my, I mean, you know how families talk. Like, you never know what's real or not. Yeah. But I heard from, like, a, from a mom that the guy called, the guy who won called my, because my cousin was the one who sold the actual ticket. Oh, wow. Not just works there, which is kind of nuts, right? Like, I should have, like, played, like, luck was on, on my family's side or something. Right. But, right. <laughs> but, but, um, uh, my mom said that the guy called my cousin was like, oh, thanks so much, dude. Like, I'm going to take care of you. I don't know oh, what that means. Shit. <laughs> that sounds, that was give like, him oh, a crumble dollar bill. <laughs> right. Here you go. Thanks. I mean, he can give him $100,000. And that's pennies to a billion. Right. Thank you. What would you, really quickly, what would you guys do if you won? The billion dollars? Yeah, the like, $1.5 billion. I mean, but you don't really get one for five. You get like eight hundred million. Or you can get it. Oh, is that annuity. it? Oh, uh, <laughs> would you? I gotta rethink my answer now. <laughs> oh, would you take the annuity or would you take the lump sum? Oh, the they give you the um the annuity. How much would it be? Like every every you get like annuity every year. I don't know. Bitch, I don't plan on living a billion. Like how much fucking like? True. I don't how know much if is I need a billion? Look at that number in my bank account. That's like, is is that. <laughs> What would you do? What's the smart thing to do? Annuity, probably, right? Yeah, Um, because you get you get the full nine billion, but you just get it split up over your entire life. According to Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Uh (laughs) (laughs) they were like he was teaching her math, and so he was teaching her like if you win, the best way the best way to do it is to take the um take the lump sum because you have a chance to invest it and make more money off your money. True. More money off of $850 million? They were just saying the lottery. You need to, you need to invest some of it. You, you have do. Because if you get the annuity, you can't invest Play with it. it, yeah. But No, if I get the money, I can just spend it on how I want. Yeah, Wait, but... so what are you saying? You, getting, like, you want the full the, thing or the... Yeah. You want the full thing or you want the annuity to get like a certain an allowance? You, get but you know allowance. the annuity would also be like $35 million a Thank year. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, still like, bitch, That's I still, still got cool. bank. It ain't going to be like $50 a week. Like, yeah. bitch, right. bank. Nah, I'll take the lump sum. Give I'm, me that. Me too, me too, me too. And Give then me first, that. First thing, hire uh, an accountant. Second thing, hire a lawyer. <laughs> hire a non-sketchy as accountant. Right, Thank you. right, right. right. Don't, no, hire the don't hire the accountant. Don't hire Rihanna's. Yeah. Bitch, <laughs> 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 better have my money. Uh, but I think don't I would, Im- if if I got the full 900, not whatever, mm-hmm. $1 billion, I would immediately pay off my student loans, <laughs> pay off my sister's student loans, pay off my closest friend's student loans. Um... My parents are done working. Mm-hmm. My grandparents are moving from wherever the fuck they're at. <laughs> my aunt's gonna stop working. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna stop working because. Yeah, well, we were why? saying earlier, maybe <laughs> like, like uh, some sort of like community job or like something to keep right. going to keep. Yeah, something to do I would. Bitch, I wouldn't work for like, anybody. To... I would work right. for, yeah, no. for myself. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. No. Damn! Imagine any T-shirt but company you were trying to do, ass. any you. project you want to do. I'm gonna do it. Build a <laughs> fucking theme park. Thank you. <laughs> because why the fuck? That's what we're gonna do with your baby. Build six, a theme park. Bitch, open up that six open flags. Open up Jazzland. Right, bring it back. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Shout bring out to Jazzland. Thank Rest you. Rest in peace to Jazzland. Um, I want to salute to Jazzland. That's the six flags down here. Yeah. I saw it the other day. Bitch, buy one of big ass houses on St. Charles, and then buy the two next to it. Somebody out. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That too. In the buy water, just be shut down the same. Buy the same rock market. Shut down the same <laughs> rock market. Put a real same rock. The, the lights, lights went just off. Cut off. That's so scary. Put the real meat. No, it definitely is. I think we're okay. And then put the real same rock market up. And like, bitch, you not buy like. 
by the bywater. <laughs> by the entire, like, it's Shut start. it down, put the black holes back in the bywater, <laughs> make them worth $500 like it used to be. Right. And then, like, Give them travel with the average. rest. The last $900 million. million. <laughs> right, you still have another. <laughs> bitch, I want to go traveling. Bitch, let's go. I'm going to buy a cruise ship. Because, like, why right. the fuck go. not? Fully staff. And, and then leave it in the middle of the sea somewhere. <laughs> right. Have a helicopter pick me up. <laughs> no, this morning. This morning. Uh, uh, buy uh, Apple just because I can. <laughs> I mean, I guess... For me, mm-hmm. you know, pay off some debts. Start right. my own channel like Oprah did. Oh my God, please. Harvest shit. Buy Viacom. <laughs> <laughs> Buy the Oscars, bitch. All the awards stop go to the my own, Stop my own award show. <laughs> the petties. <laughs> <laughs> the sunnies and the petties. Yes. All right. The, trill, the tr- trillies. The literary. The trillies. The literal trilliterate award. Right? Uh, okay. The that trillies. Was a tongue twister. We should give out trillies at the end of the You should. Y'all should. Yeah. Welcome to the Trillies. Um, oh my God, I'm down <laughs> for the six months. Yeah, Let's yeah. Do it. Yeah, I'm gonna. I I start Sal and Yesenia like some college funds. I said so a casual million dollar college. Fund. <laughs> <laughs> you could go to Yale, baby. You could do whatever you, you want. Yeah. You can go to Yale. Um, you can go to Harvard. Those are your siblings. Like, you those are my. That's my niece and nephew. Oh, cute, cute, cute. Yeah. <laughs> you have cheese on every single burger. <laughs> 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 it's a dollar, bitch. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I want, want all of it. Ten cheeseburgers for my people behind me. All right, I'm done. Just so much. I was just like. Spend half of it helping people, which includes yeah. my family, my friends, and then the other half doing me. Right. Fuck. My favorite part Bye. is that I'm about half as if this is like a hundred thousand dollars and like I can actually like put out of this money, but it's like a billion dollars. Well, you know what? I'll split it into quarters. I mean a quarter this is like a quarter helping oh, I a quarter you like quarter coins. And no. I was like, oh my god, girl, you're ridiculous. <laughs> I told I was I was talking to Baron about it and I was he was like, I'll go pay my uh my student loans at Sally Mae and Penny. I was like, why don't you just go pay him in pesos? <laughs> <laughs> Colonis. Stop paying again. Pay. <laughs> just because I can. Just because you can. <laughs> like, I would, I mean, I split in quarters, like, invest a quarter, play, like, help my family and my friends in a quarter, do me a quarter, and then the other quarter put it in a savings bank that I can't touch unless something like a crazy. Swiss bank account. A Swiss that bank account. Like people do. Mm-hmm. Right, they do that. <laughs> Is it? For when the I really, for account. when I really want to peace out on y'all. Oh my god! <laughs> right, go off, buy an island and be off, literally off the grid. I'll yeah. buy, I'll bitch, buy a I'll fucking buy planet. I'll buy Pluto. Bye. Bitch, I'll buy global warming and send that bitch back. <laughs> <laughs> Return to center. <laughs> right, what about you? Um, same. Definitely like I'll take care of my family. I think I'll give half to my parents straight up. Mm-hmm. Like this is yours. You earn this. I I That's ain't cute. shit. Like <laughs> you, like I'm making. I've made your life pretty tough. Like you can have this. Um, <laughs> now then, leave me alone. Right. <laughs> Also change my number, right? Like that's the first thing. Like I don't fuck with you. Yeah. Pay the extra fifty dollars to get your name unlisted out the phone. Right. <laughs> I don't know, fifty dollars. I don't know. I feel like I would still be cheap. I would still be I like. Would too. I would still I work though. Mm-mm. I would have to work, yeah. But I would do like a lot of community I stuff. I think. Yeah. I always work from the internet anonymously. Like I don't want nobody to know who the fuck I am. Bitch, only six hosts will have my phone number. <laughs> am I my one mom, of them? My sister. No press. I wouldn't talk to my nobody aunt, on the my press. My grandma, my grandpa. Oh, me. guess I won't be calling you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you do your letter from a remote. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you? I can't get information out. Um, it's like undisclosed location. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. It's scary. I'll fly you out, but I'm not going to tell you where you're going. You're going to be blindfolded the whole time, right. so you don't know where you're at. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is it warm? Do I need a bathing suit? <laughs> do like do I need a bathing suit and a smile? I'm cool with that. Is there food provided? No. Mm. You get a flight, a free flight. Like that's enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's plenty. That's Alrighty. plenty for me Before to a remote island. Because we're already over our mark. Um, whatever. Where can we find you on the internet? Um, at Brohamid on Instagram. Can you spell that for us? At B-R-O-H-A-M-M-E-D. Um, and then everything else is on there. Cute. You can find me through there. You can find me on Instagram <laughs> at homophiliac. H-O-M-O-P-H-I-L-I-A-C. Hey, <laughs> check I'll him out. out one day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about you? You can find me on the internet. Well, on Instagram at Donnie Marie. You can find True Literate on Instagram and Twitter at underscore True Literate. You. you can find us on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com slash True Literate. Facebook slash True Literate. And Snapchat at Trill Nola. Um, you can also email us any questions, concerns, comments. If you want us to advertise Ooh, a creative show yes. you're doing. If you want $5 us. $5 a minute. He's not. Um, if you want, if you want to come and be a guest on the show, you can definitely email us yes, or de- slide them DMs at any point <laughs> in time. Don't give me your mixtape. I can't do anything for you. <laughs> I said it once before, but I'll say it again. Do not send me no damn uh. links to no fucking mixtapes because I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> Unless it's a good mixtape. Nope. Um. Sh- uh, yeah, so if you want to get in touch with us, please email us at trilliteratenola at gmail.com. And as always, we loud. We cute. We black. We black. Bye, y'all. Bye. See y'all later. <laughs> Let me press stop. <laughs>